Lake Effect. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the seventh of October, twenty eighteen. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Significantly less news. And Robert Kemp. It is indeed me. My job is just to announce how much news there is before the start of the podcast, apparently. That's what you have to say in that little gap when I say your name. You have have like a couple of words to foretell what will be in this podcast. It's the tiny gap. (laughs) Well, well, the part that is different from from each time, rather than the part where we talk about games forever, which is the part that's always the same. There will be games. (laughs) It's either the amount of news or the amount of weather that usually gets there. We're into autumn, though, so now it's, now it's back to neutral weather. Yeah. Not in any case. You won't get for that this week. I'm glad you went to Zach first. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. have been for the last ever. Yeah, you have been. I always go to Zach first. Yeah, I don't think it's, I ever switch that one up, do I? Maybe. Just to think, throw you. I think but you're that, used to occasionally. But, but yeah, I can't but, because you're on your way back from Mexico. So I Yeah, that was, I that was the one. Yeah. The couple of times it did happen was on purpose to screw up Rob's Mexican trip. <laughs> And I normally have just enough time to sit down after you're like, hello, it's blah, 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 blah. And it's the, yours is that. Words, words, words. Yeah. And then, Zeg, when you do a um, Tardcast or whatever, when it's just you two, which isn't very often, you yeah. usually start with Hello Internet, which I thought was original, but of course it's not. There's a whole no. podcast called Hello Internet. Yeah. No, I, it, didn't, I didn't actually steal popular. it from that. I didn't know about that podcast before I started doing that. But it's not exactly an unusual thing that other people have said no. hundreds of times before as well. I mean, as yeah. the intro to anything. Like people who just go, hello, YouTube, hello, tubes. <laughs> or, hello, YouTube. I, I, I used to listen to, um, follow a channel where the guy would, uh, 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 like, say, I think he was trying to say, hello, YouTubes, or hi, YouTubes. Except he'd say it so fast, it would just be, hi, tubes, or hello, tubes. Yeah, well, like, I mean, that's what you do, don't you? you? You start off saying a perfectly normal thing, and then you keep gradually increasing the, the whatever part of it you made weird the first time. You just focus in on it, and then that becomes your thing. YouTube. <laughs> it's like when Big Issue becomes Shoe. <laughs> or like shoe. London Evening Standard becomes Stan. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Stan. That, that's what you get in, the, in London, because that's the London paper, I guess. Stand. And they're trying to get rid of it for free as well. <laughs> is, anyone, is anyone trying to push Metro or something? And they just go, true. True. <laughs> no one seems to push the Metro. That seems to just exist, like, all over the Tube Network, like, by magic. Like, where it's, it's just London Evening Standard, people are actually handing it out. It's a bit weird. Not quite sure why. True. True. The True. True. Free Metro. Yeah, so that's how our intro has evolved, i.e. it hasn't, and it's remained the same for five years. I mean, how long do you think we've been doing this podcast, Dan? Because I'm pretty sure you've been doing it since day one, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah, how I long do you think we've, it. like, legitimately, how long, without looking, how long do you think we've been doing this podcast, given you just said five years? Oh, I don't know, it's longer than that, is it? Oh, far longer. <laughs> well, what season ten, It's not ten it's years, though, is it? No, it's no, not no, no, no. We're not in yeah. season ten yet. So it's in between, then. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on, we're, we are on season nine, so. Right, okay. Like, we're we're, we're only on about season six of Outbreak, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're miles behind on Naturally. that, because, because, partially out of can't be arsedness, and partially because there's quite a lot of test like material then it's yeah it takes time but so my intro is based on the defunct pc gamer podcast from 10 years ago <laughs> oh is it 
Yeah. Stolen. Not really. It's just, it's revived. Like, Let's go with revived. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sounds less plagiarized. We should um what was that stupid what flash news or thing you used to watch like oh, skank suck news. My news. What was it called? <laughs> suck my news, yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do sometimes use that that phrase from that thing. What what even was that thing? There was like a giant website that was all Flash that was super, well, Flash. But it was also... Yeah, and they, they had a few things like that, didn't they? Like it wasn't just Suck My News. There were a few other... No, they had games as well. They had one yeah. where you had to guess the boobs, right? Whose boobs? Oh, whose boobs? Not my yeah. boobs. <laughs> They're your boobs. Whose boobs? Yeah. yeah. That's quite good. Um... <laughs> was it... Was it? I mean, was it just part of Newground or something like that? Or was it like... I, must have been, I can't remember Newground. what it was. Yeah. Probably just a, a you know, similar spin-off of the age. The Flash age. The Flash, the old Flash age. The Eskimo Bob yeah. age of the internet. I, I did go and look, like, most of... like I think all of Eskimo Bob is now on YouTube. Three, but... But, about, no, but they haven't playlisted it, general. right? Oh. So they're all out of sequence for some reason. So oh. you've got to make your own playlist to watch Eskimo Bob properly. In the right order. Oh, but it yeah. has arcs and stuff, so you have to run it. Yeah, it does. You've got to watch it in order. Yeah, it's vital. Unless this is like the director's cut. <laughs> like the way they would have thought so. <laughs> and it's like, this is the preferred watching order. Oh, what, like, which order should you watch Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> preferred viewing sequence. Hey, do you guys remember the tick? Uh, not, really. not that well, but yes. Oh, okay. I was about to say, because I just watched the Amazon Prime series oh, right. for it, because they did a live-action version of The Tick. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of okay. It's like, mm. it's one of those ones where it's like, they've clearly got some good ideas, but they run with the bad ones for a bit too long. Oh, no. And, like, yeah, it's clearly made on a budget, but um, when when they do pastiches on other films, such as, what's that one about the jazz drummer? Oh, uh, whiplash! JK, yeah, they do some whiplash stuff, which is funny. Are you rushing um, or are you dragging? Yeah, I'm dragging. I'm dragging. And you do no, know the difference. Just not, not quite my tempo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what I think about that film. I did enjoy it, but I, I think it's. Oh, I haven't, I haven't, it's I haven't seen weird. it. I do. I, it's one of those things I kind of do want to see, but it's just like when will I get round to seeing it? Like probably never. It's quite good, but given it's about a jazz drummer, it's got almost nothing to do with jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, that's kind of what these things are, right? And, like, yeah. Like, most films aren't really about the thing they're wrapped in. Exactly. It's the, it's the six-story problem, right? Is mm. it six stories? There's only six stories that a film tells? Is that, that a problem? Media I mean, tells. Maybe that's okay. Yeah. If, there's, there's only, if they're good stories, then... <laughs> well, I guess. It's something like that, isn't it? There's, like, only a few real arcs really mm. you bought you can boil everything down and in to... video games there's only one <laughs> you're, the, you're, you're, you're the chosen one <laughs> yeah. you're the chosen one it's always That's ancient the aliens yeah <laughs> the chosen one is such a weird one hello final fantasy 15 <laughs> hello everybody game i wouldn't say there's a chosen one in walking dead because kind of everyone dies well like per 
You are the chosen one until the end where you die and then move on to the next thing. Technically, there wasn't a chosen one in Halo until Halo 5. (laughs) But there was all along. That was the thing. You didn't know it, but then it actually turned out to be true. Even Aliens, he was the chosen one. (laughs) Retcon. How is Master Chief not the chosen one? Like, I mean, he is, but like, yeah. like in the in the first three games, that's never brought up. No, but it's, I like mean, a, it's only really yeah. brought up in Halo Four. He was the chosen one of being like the last one of the Spartans who survived, basically. This <laughs> is even that bit's not true. Well, right? no. There's other Spartans. Well, the last of like his group, really, though. Mm. Last Spartan two, probably. But he's like kind of the chosen one because he's the first like reclaimer to find a, a, a halo, halo and, yeah. and then get taught to by three four three or whatever. Yeah, it, that, yeah. that was still he's, that, even he's that, that, by point, that was well, not, even at that point, that was kind of hinting towards the, the whole chosen one thing. Kind of, he said they were back in one, two, and three. It was a bit more like you just need a human, not one specific. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they were calling him reclaimer is like not. It was just because he was the first, he was there, right? That's true, but he was there because he was the most badass super soldier that, that around there, <laughs> sure. right? <laughs> and having to be human and not covenant, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they knew all along because it's not like Guilty Spike ever refers to anyone else. No, but that's like what that. that's what they, well, that's does, what they say. Now. That's he what they say now that they he knew actually all calls along. Miranda Keys like a, a reclaimer, doesn't she? Doesn't he? Three for three, I think. Yeah, at one point. Oh, does he? He's like, this reclaimer is extremely fragile at the end oh, of the right. yeah, really. No, yeah. I think they've retconned that. So like, in theory, the word reclaimer does, is supposed to refer to just chief or something. Just the chief, right. Yeah. Maybe. I might be wrong on that. Or maybe the humans in general, they're per... Yeah, I don't know. I, I seem to think there's there's something they've changed around that. Yeah, I'm sure there's, there's probably plenty of retconning going on. Oh, yeah. It's fairly solid, like in terms of like the universe and things like that. Yeah. Like I think they push the limits something. of it in like in the spin-off stuff, like Halo Wars, for instance. I think makes some changes to things, like you know the fact that Halo Wars Two is set on the Ark. Yeah, it's like that's. I thought that place had gone and was like decimated right, yeah. and stretching it. Yeah, and yet it can. And the whole point of Halo Three was that like blowing up the ring in the Ark or something was supposed to like shut down its facility and you're not supposed to be able to build stuff yet the plot of Halo Wars 2 is about building another bloody ring and or has some of that in it and it's like yeah, alright yeah it kind of expanded beyond its scope to the point where it got a bit crazy with yeah. the stories and stuff in the world yeah, so it kind of what, what can, what can, what yeah. can you do of it now and it's like well in fairness you, you could tell plenty of stories that don't necessarily have to involve you know the um Forerunners or Flood or any of that stuff. You could just tell wartime stories. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like everything has to, for some reason, have a, you know a bigger scope or everything has to affect the whole world to be like an epic story, right? So you can never that's just set... It doesn't. Just, just make it character-focused and interesting and there but you go. They don't it's... do that, though. They never... Like, yeah. that was my complaint about, like I said this before, but about the, the newer Blade Runner, the 2049. I thought it was good, mm. but it's like the original one was just a story that pl- took place in that world. It, it wasn't like changing the whole world as a yeah, consequence. Yeah. Only slightly, maybe. Um, I mean, I think this is... Yeah, so following that, this is where I was a bit disappointed, like with the direction they took Andromeda in Mass Effect. Mm. I mean, yeah, and it's just yeah, like, exactly. It's like you, yeah. you didn't need to do anything like 
groundbreaking or no it's like you, really, had- you didn't even need to like address anything as big a scope as the reapers just you know for your first in the new set scale everything way back yeah like maybe have a moment towards the end of the game like mass effect one does where it's like a revelation that there is something bigger going on but you, you have the ability to scale it way back and be like oh we're just a part of it do a gears of war one on it you know but no, they um, did like a weird soft reboot where they had a new galaxy, but then they had like the same, they had pathfinders, which were the same as specters and the, all of this. Uh, yeah, it's completely know. unnecessary. Anyway. Just, they already had all this gold to work with. And, and when, thought, when well, a studio we, we does do, do the problem is they'll only do those small scale stories when it's a small scale game, like Halo ODST, everyone really likes, you know, but they, mm. and they couldn't have done that, like with the big sequel. Well, if they, no. I mean, they, I, I mean, I think they could have done, but they didn't, right? Because no one's brave enough to do that. <laughs> no, I think, like, yeah. So if you, I mean, I guess when I try and think of games that, like, I think of Bad Company to some degree. Sure, like, yeah. Because you know, that wasn't a we're changing the, as far as I know, not we're not changing the war. We're just having a the chat between like <laughs> four slightly unruly fellas. Yeah, they just do their thing. Yeah, and I guess happen to. You know, help. I guess yeah. a bit. <laughs> of course, everyone helps. Like in a, in a weird way, that's kind of why the Battlefield One little vignette storylines were okay because yeah, they focused on important people and yeah, they made a difference, but they weren't like winning the war <laughs> in mm. each in each little vignette. There was always a downside to what just happened, and it's or you know the cost was always high or something like that. Apart or, from maybe the pilot guy. Apart from maybe the pilot guy, yeah. <laughs> he was a bit like superpowered. Yeah. Was it supposed to be Biggles? <laughs> I don't no, think it I'm was supposed like, to be Biggles. No, no. It was an American chat, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was American, right? Yeah. America. <laughs> right, what's been going on, guys? I mean, you, you teased me before we went... Well, Gnome teased me before we went on there. Do you want to talk about having a spa day? Oh, a what? A spa day. Spa day. No, but you do want to talk about it, really. I mean, no, what's no, that really? There's not like, yeah, it's not a lot to say. I mean, it's a nice, nice, relaxing day, and you get. Well, it's the first time I've had someone like give me a back massage. It's the first time I've ever had one of those. Um, Did it make a difference where you were like, "Oh shit, my back was fucked up, and I didn't know it"? <laughs> um. Well, I think I've always kind of known my back's a little messed up because I've sure. got that. But, you know, I've had the bouts of sciatica every now and then, things like that, and it's. Uh, but it's not been too bad since I've been running. Uh, but you know, they did. Po- you know, when I first started poking it, that was kind of my first thought. It was like, oh, oh, oh no! There's that. There's that nerve twinge. Oh, that's. Oh, this is going to be bad, right? This is just going to set it right off, and it's like, oh no, oh no, it's going away. Oh, now everything's right with the world. <laughs> okay. Oh so no, I really have to watch out that I don't fall asleep. Yeah, no, it is, it is really quite nice. <laughs> Although I did like zone into some of the music that was playing at one point because there was one that was like a, a like a piano piece and I couldn't help but what well, well, there was some like you know, it was all sort of new agey relaxy music but there was a bit that was a piano piece and after a while I sort of it was a bit, quite a short loop but I'm sort of listening to it going it sounds a lot like um, the second zone from Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> that sort of took, distracted me for a while I'm just like slightly going. <laughs> Rather than really enjoying what's going on, and it does. Uh, um, I, I have to get the sort of like key point here. It does take a few minutes to get over the slight creepiness of having someone else's oily hands all over you. Yeah, yeah, but then you get 
then you're like, fine, I guess. Yeah. After a short time. So is it more about the the massage itself or like the result, like Zach's saying, like where you, your back feels better? Uh, well, I think if I had like major trouble, maybe I'd know about the result a bit more. It's like, you know, it's certainly relaxing during, though. I'd mm. say for, for me, it was more about the during than the aftermath. Let's sort of yeah. put it that way. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was really nice. Although it's, it's a bit weird, but like, it's because we'd never done it before. And they ask, like, oh, so what kind of pressure do you like? And I'm like, I've got no idea. No just, idea. Just go go for something in the middle and we'll see what happens. <laughs> And so like medium and then sort of like like ten minutes in or, or some amount of time and they're like, How's the pressure? And you're like like, Oh, don't say anything right now. Don't <laughs> don't talk to me, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all fine. <laughs> How's the pressure? That's that's gotta be one of those How's questions the, like how's um the pressure? Oh, I always think like, every time I'm like stressing yeah. every part of my life. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pressured, mate. Every time I go to the hairdressers and get my hair washed, I think about how they, they then say, is that temperature okay for you? Do, do you get that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how many times they have to say that every day. Every single day. Yeah, it's day. Like, like, is the temperature all right? Are you not going to yeah. sue me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, great. I'm it's not like accidentally a... breaking your neck right now with this. this, this... For, for, for hair washing right now, it would just be fully automatic, right? Then but no. It would just automatically mix the water to the temperature before it's it even it. got out of the tap. I suppose some people do are more sensitive than others. And... Yeah, my people. Yeah, but you're not going to be washing, like, well, unless, it, unless it's something that you have to do for a specific reason, but you're not going to deliberately wash hot. You're going to wash mildly warm, like, neutral temperature. I guess hot cleans better. Is that the theory? I don't know. Maybe. I guess it does, yeah. It is usually a tad hot, isn't it? Wouldn't you say? I think they uh, err on the side of hot when they do that. I don't know. I think, I think, think my... I mean, I'm still using Geno's in it, switch, and it's like for the few times I actually get my hair cut. Oh, yeah. And it's... Uh, uh, and that's always, you know, that's always fine. There's nothing really to say. It's just like, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's mildly warm, as Zach describes. Yeah. So, do you get any other treatments? treatments. Uh, God, oh, they did sort of like a. Well, so I had a face thing as well. I think it was called like a. I don't know, like the correct term. I don't know if it's face actually thing. a facial or if it's like a. It was more of like a like a get your get your face oiled by all these different things, like product <laughs> after product after product, and sequence after sequence, and it's get just your face uh, oiled. Yeah, like a, more of a face massage more than anything else. So that's that's kind of weird. It's kind of okay. like like it's it, again you sink into it and it's and it's quite nice. But just the, the vague concept of someone putting their hands all over your face, like 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 watching um, face off. Yeah, like like Don Travolta <laughs> going nah down someone's face in face off. <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as that, uh. but. Which just like while well, it was like I was acutely aware of while they're going around my nose, going, "Oh, hope there's no boogers out there." <laughs> like just thinking, or maybe they're pushing it out. <laughs> you might, you might get a nasty green surprise in a second, love. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, somewhat weird, and then you get sort of put in every, in certain phases of it. You get put in a um, uh, so it's all quite well wrapped in a towel for a moment and they'll sort of almost press it on you for a bit and I'm like, is this what waterboarding's like? 
a little bit because like, I had a moment like when they, when they did that, it was just like, oh, this is a damp towel being pressed onto my face. And it's like, and then I had a moment, like a, a momentary panic of just like, can I breathe like this? <laughs> like, it's like, oh no, I can. It's fine. <laughs> and they didn't use cucumbers. No cucumbers. No cucumbers. Oh, there was some other out. pad that they put on. Like, maybe artificial cumbers. But yes. <laughs> you leave them all fast just vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's odd. But yeah, quite, quite nice. Odd in a nice way. And then did the usual thing that you do, which is go in a swimming pool and a hot tub for the rest of the day. <laughs> Fuck up everything they just did by introducing chlorine. Yep. Woo. Mess it right up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get, hot tub, get hot that tub's pretty great, though. Oh, hot tub's great, yeah. They're just like, I'm just going to zone out for the next 30 minutes. I don't know what's going on. How's your uh, hot tub, Seg? In the back garden? Still functional. <laughs> functional. Still have to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> no tails no well, I'm not really involved in the hot tub unless I'm the only one in the house and it's just like dumps of chlorine yeah, that's fine <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to really look what's in there and see like oh, no. nothing's, nothing's died it's alright <laughs> well it has a cover so nothing gets in it <laughs> you hope have you used it at all then or is it just for your your rents I don't want to go in a hot tub <laughs> too much hassle <laughs> like I said it's the chlorine that's the thing that always annoys it's like it's fine when it's like, like a spa day or whatever where you're already there but to go out into our back garden into a hot tub sit there for some period of time and then basically come back inside and have a shower to get all the chlorine off it's like <laughs> that's not really very fun in my opinion <laughs> fair enough <laughs> yeah I, sure. I can sort of see that yeah <laughs> just the extra step yeah like, I'm just gonna just, like, fine. just have a shower instead that's enough don't actually do this whole extra thing that just is like an extra half an hour. Or, you know, do what I usually do, which is have a bath and then a shower. Because <laughs> functionally the same thing, but more clean. Double clean. <laughs> is that your typical routine, bath and shower? When I can be bothered to spend that long. Because, you know, <laughs> the bath bath is the bit that adds a lot of time to that. Yeah, it does. There's, there's prep in that as well. Well, not that much prep. Although our bath does run quite slowly, which is always a annoying part. We're like, I'm going to turn on these taps and then go do something else for 10 more minutes. I can't remember the last time I had a bath. No. Sorry, that, that sounded more judgmental than I intended. I, I, don't think I can remember the last time I had a bath. I'd like baths even more if I could fit in them there. Particularly <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the one at our house, because it's got like, it's sloped at both ends, which is the worst. Yeah. So is I that mean, actually worse? Yeah, you? I don't know. Because it, re- it reduces the because uh, your foot space, yeah, your mind. foot space yeah. is your feet are pushed up, so you're like your knees are out of the water, or you have to slant the other way, and, so you're never 100 percent able to get um, as much underwater as you'd like. Mm. Unless you fill the bath to like, and I'm tall levels. anyway, so even in a probably a normal shaped bath, it wouldn't even be good enough. No. I need a big bath, an unusually big bath. Unusual. What you need. It's a hot tub. <laughs> so you can just sink out. into it. <laughs> no kitchen bitching? Marginal kitchen bitching. Marginal bitching. I've been... like, you're skirting the edges of bitching. Is, <laughs> well, it... I've been attempt... is this more of a house grouse? Possibly. I've been attempting to 
eat cereal at night instead of my typical cheese sandwich. Because I was they, like, they say that's like a decent idea, right? There's something about like like yeah. you actually should eat like oats and milk or whatever like yeah. in the evening anyway. So I was like, maybe this is marginally more healthy than a cheese sandwich. I guess. I mean, it's still a fact on dairy, I suppose. <laughs> but whatever. You must so, have the best dreams. <laughs> you think so, but that doesn't seem to work on me. The old mm. cheese theory. The old cheese dream. Yeah. I mean, maybe I just adapted to it over the many years. <laughs> That's normal now. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been trying to eat cereal. The trouble is that apparently we only have about one functional bowl in our house. And as soon as it gets used for anything else, I go downstairs. It's like, this bowl is not washed. And this is the only bowl. <laughs> that seems like a quite a big flaw in the... Uh... Yeah. Did you call it kitchenware? It's not cutlery, but like, what does it count as? Crockery. Crockery, that's, that's, that's it. Yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I, we just eventually just got rid of all of the bowls over the over the years where I guess no one was eating cereal for a while. So it's just like, we only have one singular bowl. There are cu- I did discover in the cupboard, there's like, here's some other bowls, but they're really small bowls, and it's just like, that's no good. It's fine if I'm eating like flakes of something but if I want to eat Weetabix I need a, you know you need an actual bowl sized yeah, bowl yeah. for Weetabix Weetabix always strikes me as too much hassle not really just get a bowl of shreddies it's not really any different Crofted shreddies you sort of I don't know there's, I always feel like there's a strategy with Weetabix like, well yeah there's a strategy <laughs> but that's, that's too much Lincoln it's not that much Lincoln it's, it's not what I want to be doing in the morning you just have two flat and one tilted up and then once you've done eaten one of the first two, you shuffle the third one down to get it soaking, and then eat the second one. <laughs> so, order of operations. Wait, so you you, you triple bisque? Yeah. Uh, see, that's so part of my free breeze of it. I mean, come on. I mean, that's part of the problem with me because it's like like most like they come in like they come like, in with packs of twelve or twenty four, which is conveniently divisible by two and three. You'll notice. Well, I only remember <laughs> sort of like the one, like occasionally you get those like small. I'm sure there's like smaller packs. Where yeah, it's, like, twelve. Just, like I, I don't know. For some reason in my head, I've got like the idea of like whether they're individually wrapped two bisques. <laughs> that like, was I don't, don't know if they do that anymore. Maybe, maybe that's like individual just, wrapping is quite an old theory now. Yeah, maybe that's like travel wheat of it. Yeah, like, probably. Like, it's like ah oh, two bisques. And like the but yeah, I don't know. Two seems too little, and three seems a bit too too much for me. Nah, three is for, for sufficient. Also, you know, everything's smaller nowadays. They're probably True. not as big as they used to be. It's been, it's been a long time. Tail. See, I used to sh- sugar my wheat a bit. Yeah, well. but then, then of course that creates the problem. It's like, right, I've got to make sure I eat all the less sugary bits first, <laughs> and then dig work my way, no, work my way to the no sugar less pile. Sugary bits, you spread it perfectly evenly across the top. <laughs> then you know, sugary milk. Not re- well. Who cares? Drink that as well. <laughs> so I always like, so yeah, like I always like chop off the edges of the <laughs> like. So, like what You're making in yourself too much effort is what we've discovered here. You just fucking eat it like a normal person. <laughs> I think I do that with all my food, though. Right? Like, I, I, there's always a strategy to eating everything. Well, sometimes, I mean, like, I think we somehow discussed this before on the podcast, where it's like the old school... After nine years, yeah. or nearly nine years, I'm sure we have. Yeah. The old school tactics of, like, if you're eating, like, dry frosted shreddies, where it's like... You clearly leave the more frosted ones to last because that's the best. Yeah, you just pick out the less frosted ones until you're left with a bowl it, which is basically all frosted. Or, or kill, kill all the frosted wheats. <laughs> that, that's that's the that's the real one. Oh you get, yeah, you get some of those little little bastards that have nothing on them. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm eating those first. 
<laughs> Save the ones that have like a like twice the thickness and frosting. It looks like that one's going to my face last. I'm looking at you. I'm enjoying that. Yeah, that's where tactics are viable. But if you're like using a spoon, <laughs> not sure you need to put that much effort in to <laughs> scoop it into your face. It's like when you're eating pizza, right? It's like, so what's your what's your pizza strategy? Well, that's always the trouble with pizza strategy is that like you, if you're temp- you're tempted to leave the good slices until last, but then you get full and you're like, I can't enjoy the good slice now. Uh, I mean, that's fine for me because I'll just eat them tomorrow and they'll, well, be, yeah, they'll be good. Well, they, but then you'll, they won't be as good as if no, it's a fresh good slice. True, you, you, you are right. You want the sort of that balance. You want you really want those medium slices to be left, the ones that have just yeah. enough topping to be satisfying. But not necessarily the toppings that might go skank over the course of twenty four hours. But. If you've got any topping that does go skank, then you've, yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't that's uh, not going to be avoidable. Doesn't really it's everything. There aren't, there aren't. I mean, pineapple might be a no go yeah. if you're going to do that. But pineapple's a no go anyway. Really, it's a wrong one. So yeah, yeah, you got to work, like I don't know. I always take like, I always tend to take one bite from like the middle bit, the, like the tip of the. Of the pizza. <laughs> what, what, what tactics are you discussing for pizza? You eat That's it from the, the pointy end like any normal person. No, no, no. Does. But, but I only take like a few bites from that end because the problem is, is like that end has like is, is probably where the highest concentration of cheese and nice topping is. Yeah. Like somewhere in that middle ring of, of, of pizza is where the good zone is. So you have a bit from the middle because that's often the, the like the drippiest, juiciest, and most inconvenient part of it. So you get rid of that first. Then you go back to the crust. And you like deal with a bit of bit of crust that then sort of work your way in from the side. Well, yes, but that's then... like how you eat every, like how you eat bread. <laughs> like you don't just eat out the middle and just be left with a crust. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but you know, that's bit, the, the, the middle of the bread isn't accessible in a sandwich always, unless you're cutting it into like triangles or even even if you cut it into triangles like or halves, then you would probably have a strategy. Yeah, are you a crust first or are you just shove it in the middle? Well, when you're first, eating, like... when you're eating a whole. Sandwich, you're still eating one end of the crust and then working downwards towards the other end. Not necessarily. You might, like, sometimes I'll you do Don't like, go all the way around the crust. That's dumb. Hi. You're dumb. <laughs> that's like, you, you might as well just fucking cut the crust off at that point. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, it's not like I dislike the crust. I'm just getting rid of the, perhaps the least flavorful part first. Well, or you should spread better then. Get the spreading all the way out to the crust. Uh, it depends. Sometimes you have, like, like, like I don't know. Fillings or something that you know, perhaps a bit dangerous to push to the edge, <laughs> like the risk of falling out. But unless, unless you have like super stale, strong bread, but or thick bread, thick bread. I don't less fussy when it comes to like hoagies or like. <laughs> There's not anything to be fussy about. It. Like Subway, that's pretty much just just cross. <laughs> yeah, you just 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 work your way through it. Just go end to end. Perhaps you'd stop at some point, especially if you get, I don't know, if you're eating like a baguette sandwich and you'd like have that effect where you're squeezing stuff out the back end. Yeah. And it's just like, right, I'm going I'm to re- reverse for a second just to like even out this um, squidginess. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> even the pressure. Food eating strategies. I'm like burgers as well. Like, like, I'm like, a bit like this with burgers. Like before I start, like I'll I'll, I'll skim the outside yeah, of the burger and I'll, and I'll identify. It's so constructed from fast food. It's just like you you know that there's always going to be a, a concentration at one side where it's like this is the good half where they've actually done the job correctly. <laughs> yeah, you want to get to that bit. It's, it's more like, like I think the best best part of a burger is like a part of the edge 
and it's got to have the uh, like cheese coming out and and maybe and if you're lucky maybe a bit of bacon just sticking out as well guys we have to get through this podcast before we can eat i'm starting to get hungry (laughs) as usual we've talked about food forever yeah yeah, bear you always always leave that bit of the burger till the end so you can work through the rest of it maybe take the tomato out like just have that first like just no (laughs) eat it all together no, I, I take don't tomato. put the tomato tendency... in the first place. I yeah. mean, sometimes you don't have choice. It's like, like it's not like I don't want the tomato. I'll have the tomato if you give it to me. I'll just probably put it in my face, like outside of the burger. Like I'll have the tomato, but like I don't know. I want to taste that meat and that cheese, and maybe that bacon salt. Just the saltiness of the bacon. <laughs> right. <laughs> news time. News time. That's why the XL bacon double cheese at McBurger yeah, King yeah. is. At <laughs> I think I just said at Burger King, but I'll take McBurger King. <laughs> what do we got? What's going on in the world of uh, video games? I've got theoretical news. Or theoretical my news. My favourite kind. Yep. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, with you know, check in with the Smash Brothers rumours, as you do. Because that's what's going on on the internet at the moment. Classic. Smash those brothers. There's been a couple those more. Alone. A couple <laughs> more supposed leaks about things where the people are like, "Oh, you know, Steve from Minecraft and Sora from Kingdom Hearts," and it's just like, "Well, they're they're, they're fairly well. They've been they're relatively safe bets. Yeah, yeah. And, but then the trouble with this last leak that had those in was like. It was too perfect a leak, in my opinion. It was like, because it also talked about stuff that had already happened, because this was quite an old leak and that people are just now sort of bringing up again, because it's like, oh, this, they got this part right. And it's like, yeah, but they got it like too right. <laughs> like, suspicious. Either it's the best leak ever, or it's just someone who's made, like, used the past information and made it look like a leak, <laughs> which is kind of weak. I'm just like, I'm unconvinced. Hmm. And also, you know, I think Minecraft. I still think Minecraft Steve's a good shout. Like, as a left field, like let's get another studio in. Yeah. yeah. And you know, switch. As I said before, Nintendo, and Microsoft are quite buddy buddy at the moment. But. Yeah. I don't know. The trouble is with these most recent leaks is they they're still suggesting like six or eight characters, and I'm like, I don't know. That seems too many. What with the I box think, theory? I think there's still a route, like I think there's room for quite a bit. Well, of DLC. I think there should be, yeah, <laughs> room for plenty more if they want to. But yeah. it doesn't I don't, it, th- I don't think most. Like I think we've seen uh, there may be one or two left before the actual game comes out, and well, the rest of this is going to be DLC. Yeah, maybe DLC that could be part of these rumors. I guess highly overpriced DLC, <sighs> possibly. <laughs> But yeah, I'm still betting on four characters, the box theory, and you know, hmm. probably two actual characters and two echoes. <laughs> yeah, that seems seems plausible. And you know, as I said last time, still betting on those four typical characters that everyone wants because that seems to be the way it's been going. Not all these weird characters. No shovel knight. <laughs> last minute, Waluigi hype. Yeah. <sighs> Still gonna happen, man. First DLC though. No, I just gonna be a base game. Mm. Yeah, just shut everyone up. Or maybe a free DLC. Maybe like a teaser DLC. Be like, here's what you can expect. But for man, I don't think they're gonna do like the Splatoon update cycle with like with Smash. Why not? Uh, I mean, the first time they have the opportunity. Yeah. It'd be really nice if they did. I mean, they could just do that for levels at least. 
because uh, I'm sure they could port a whole shit ton more levels. Because mm. it's not like they've got all of the ones from the previous game in there at the moment. So that would still be easy. <laughs> Just port them over. And they did that kind of anyway with the characters, didn't they? Because, well, I mean, they made specific levels for them, most of the DLC characters. Yeah, most of them. So it's not like they haven't had Except levels in those packs anyway. I don't think they did a special stage from U2, did they? Or did they bring back an old one? I can't remember. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. That might have been the one exception. He wasn't a new character. It was like... There's that. Uh... I mean... Was the, the Ness counterpart? Did you literally just say that? What? The, not Ness, but the other guy. Lucas. Lucas, because he was DLC as well. I think, yeah. weren't they, were they in the same pack? Or were they, were they the same time? Roughly the same time, yeah. They were pretty close. Yeah. And the other thing that was happening in rumours about Smash Brothers is more theory, theories about their might, when the next Direct might be. Right, because basically, there's definitely going to be one before the end of the year. Well, I'm yeah. expecting two, to be honest, before okay. before Smash comes out. <laughs> I'm expecting one more for for just character stuff, and then the the mysterious mode, which everyone. Oh, you you reckon then the what? What you reckon there'll be like tidbits in other Nintendo directs, or do you reckon they're going to do? A yeah, Smash I reckon direct? they'll do. They'll do a Smash direct and an all direct. Probably okay. the next one will be another normal direct with an, a character or two. See, I don't know if there's enough to fill a whole Smash Direct, another whole Smash Direct. It doesn't have to be a really long one. No. It could just be just a quick Smash Direct. But they've got to talk about that mode. They've teased it, and, you know, they haven't said anything about it since. And what else has Nintendo got for the rest of the year? Well, yeah, that too. I mean, there's not that much of a year left. <laughs> no. And it's December when Smash Brothers comes out, and that's pretty much the end of the year. So that's that. But yeah, the rumours about when the next Direct is going to be have been based on the classic people on the internet paying far too much attention to things that you wouldn't imagine people would pay attention to, where like the Smash Brothers video playlist of all the characters got updated, but no new videos were in, uh, in it, which means they've uploaded private videos. Oh, and supposedly every time that's happened, the Direct happens about 10 days later. So sometime towards the end of next week or early the week after, will be <laughs> there should be a direct supposedly, judging so, by that timing. So we're on the cusp, is what you're saying? Yeah, the October direct, I guess we'll call it. There's that, and in other theoretical news, they've they've announced the the alpha for satisfact- satisfactory. Satisfactory is going to start. Oh, okay. Good news, good news for you. Sometime in the next couple of weeks. And get you more of your belt fixed. Yeah, but it's a very small alpha to start with, so. The belts! They're going to send out a hardware, hardware survey, survey thing. Oh, okay, right. Which, you know, I might technically have an advantage from being on an ancient Windows 7 PC. That's kind of unusual. <laughs> yeah, Relatively speaking. If they're looking for, you know, actual, actual testing. It's something I'd because it's an actual alpha, not just a bullshit alpha. Yeah, there was something weird I saw on Steam the other day where they were like, oh, we've just patched the game so it will now work on Win 7. <laughs> it, was like, it just clearly wasn't in the original design plan to make it work there. And they were like, hey, no, we've done that now, we fixed it. I sort of didn't think that was a thing. <laughs> like, you know, that Win 7 compatibility was that much of a problem. Mm. There's that. Maybe, we can, maybe I can get in there. But probably not. Or at least not immediately. 
they said they're starting with 200 people so it's a very small amount. that is very small but mm. they want to ramp it up relatively quickly mm. just like a factory yeah I guess world building <laughs> like satisfactory ARG <laughs> is that your theoretical news yep that's the theoretical news theoretical news news that may or may not <laughs> Boosh. Boosh. Going uh, not a lot this week. Uh, there was rumours about a new version of the Switch, but no one seems to know anything. I mean, that seems obvious that they'd do a hardware refresh, but I can't imagine there's a lot they could really do. It's one of those things that, in the back of my mind, I'm going, oh, that seems too soon, but it's like it's nearly been two years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's, it's mad, isn't it? Like, yeah, the <laughs> That's still too soon. Really? Yeah. But it doesn't need to be like lighter that much. I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, the, only I reason, the only reason that like it kind of is annoying is that there was that at the launch of the Switch, there was that whole rumor about like they're using what has just become a last generation chip, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> right. they, well, they it's just like, finished making the Switch as that new portable chip came out. Was and it's like, like, oh, this sucks. It's Tegra 1, but it's highly modified Tegra 1 or something. Yeah, it's highly so it's like, modified. So it's, it's, it ends up being like a halfway house between 1 and 2. But we can only hope that they don't try oh, and I, do I, what it, the 3DS did. where It's like, far too early to do a new Switch. Yeah, yeah but you don't, want, you don't want to split the user base like you did with the 3DS. Yeah. That's an ass. It's I don't think that's... Luckily, it was so late in the 3DS, it kind of didn't matter. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope that they look at what PS4 Pro and Xbox X have done and been like, yeah, no, you can do a... You can do it, yeah. If, if, even if they do it, I don't think they will do it. I think that's unwise. It's too early to be thinking about a power well, creep. Yeah. I think it, they'll probably do it eventually, but yeah, this is too early. Uh, there's, no, there's no reason why not these days. Just keep your platform going. Mm. Um, the only reason I'd theoretically want to get one is so I could have non-Gen 1 Joy-Cons <laughs> so I could right, yeah. not have my problematic Joy-Cons any longer hey, my, my Switch did a weird thing the other day where it updated one of the Joy-Cons it's like the left one had a firmware update and it's like well, my one updated both on the last hardware update yeah, maybe my right one already had it for some reason <laughs> it was a bit weird Okay, there's that. Um, what else? Uh, well, Telltale, the tale has been told, I guess. Um, but Skybound yeah. Games have picked up um, The Walking Dead, I believe. Yeah, and the remaining staff of Telltale have been... Have, I think there is still a couple of people left, but the majority of people, that the, the skeleton crew, quote-unquote, that they said they'd left after that, you know, Our they've gone now. now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, games are coming out. Everyone Yay. seems to like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is interesting. Well, Especially yeah, because none, like... none of us, none of us really played like Origins, though, and it's, no, and, and and that went down quite well. That went down well, but I thought that was like a. It it struck me that that was like a, you know, a big one or whatever, where they changed a lot, and this the is tick. a quick, and this is like a quick follow up. But then again, the quick follow ups have been good in the past, I suppose. If you look at Brotherhood, so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Brotherhood was pretty fast on the heels of two. And yeah, that was what started their annual cycle. Unfortunately, yeah, they have already true. said that they're not doing one next year. Next so they year. are taking no. another break. Yeah, um, and I think that's wise of them. You know, I think they can. 
in terms of like how they do their technology, that might make a whole lot of sense. It's like, okay, we'll yeah. get Origins out and we'll sort of be developing this alongside it. So we've got two games using the same tech stack. Yep. And then and then, and we then we'll have another one. Improve, improving it. Um, so then it's like a three-year cycle for the tech stack. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it makes sense because it forces them to push forward a little better. Little, you know, it gives them time to push forward, I mean. Um, so, yeah. More frequently. But, but yeah, but, and then the other, the other theory is that yeah, the other theory is that the off year means that they're giving they're just giving room for watchdogs. Oh well, that's fine so, too. So watchdogs yeah. three might happen. Right, could be, could be. I mean, two was better than one, right? So yeah, yeah, it's it's on the upward trend. What annoys me about Assassin's Creed is that goddamn advert where they use they don't use the song; they use the lyrics of the song. That classic nineties choose life. <laughs> Choose a job. Do they really? They use the lyrics of that, but like just spoken without the, actual music. Well, no, well, yeah, because that's from, that's from um, Train from Spotting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, from Train Spotting. And I'm like, what is what is this reference? That's really weird. <laughs> that is strange. Why would you use that specific thing? For I mean, I guess they're trying to be like, oh, you make you know, you have choices in this game yeah. now because it's more RPG than become ever Mass before. Effect suddenly. Yeah, is Train Spotting really that much of a? Global thing would that would that quote have really been? Would anyone have known, recognized it? Yeah, so it's very different I mean, to Assassin's Creed, that's for sure. I mean, it's quite a, it's quite a UK centric thing. I think right? it is but... a famous film, but that doesn't mean it's it's just not really got any connection to Assassin's Creed. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, what I mean, have they, done? The they, have they reused? They, was it was it <laughs> them for Origin or one of the previous Assassin's Creed games where they took the Lord version of? Tears for fears. Everyone wants to rule the world. You know, it's, I don't remember. Like you know, they have a. T- I, I mean, mean that, that's just like, video game trailers now, yeah. right? Isn't it? Yeah, just like get yeah. a, get. A, I mean, that get, get an emo of, version of get an emo cover of a famous song. It's like that was the plus side of this advert where it doesn't have any music. <laughs> it's not a remix of that song that was based on the film. <laughs> it's just the quote from the film. Emo's not the right word. Like somber, I suppose, but like haunting, haunting remix. Um. I'm generally quite a fan of normally, but like it's just overdone. But that whole like lyric slash poem, the whole point of that is like, don't do the mainstream thing, like buy an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. What could be more mainstream than that? Getting a new, than buying any Ubisoft game in general. Choose life, yeah. Choose a career. You know, get a television. Get a get a PlayStation Four. Get Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Do, do all this stuff and then realise what you've done with your life. Yep. It was weird. That is weird. Okay, what else we got? Uh, there was some kind of rumour about a Harry Potter game and there was a trailer leaked and now it's disappeared. And yep. now no one knows who was making it. First, there was Rocksteady, which would have been interesting, but it isn't. That would have been a, I know. That would have been a real interesting <laughs> shout, yeah. Exactly. But it looked... I think kind of cool so people are kind of excited and they don't know if it's been cancelled or if it's actually coming out or what the fuck is going on <laughs> anyway so something is going on with Harry Potter can't be worse it, than the EA ones <laughs> no on a like RPG level type type thing which could potentially actually be good if I mean that's a good license if someone actually did it well the and is, I, it's like that would be at least the third time they've made a game based on that exact same story if we are assuming it's yeah, but what's the story? Harry Potter, and not like you know a spin-off of in, in that universe, or anything. Yeah, I guess it could be. Who knows? Yeah, 
Uh, it's never been done well, though, unless you're counting, as Rob I mean, said earlier, Lego the, um, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, Lego Harry Potter is pretty fine. Well, yeah, Lego Harry Potter is like... It's the Lego, Lego everything game. is good, right? Yeah, yeah but <laughs> they have a generic level know, of quality. The Harry Potter ones are a little different from the other Lego games, though. It's like, yeah, they follow a lot of the same tropes and they use a lot of the same things. But the actual way you play that game is more puzzle-focused than just run around, mash stuff into bricks. <laughs> You yeah, know, until they break into studs, it's like the, the the Harry Potter games are actually just that little bit more interesting. And it was, I think, it was one of the last few they did before they decided to, that Lego can talk now. Mm. Oh, so it yeah. still retained a lot of that silent slapstick, that charm, yeah, humor that I quite liked. Not that I have a problem with the Lego talking phase; like that seems fine too. But it's, uh, uh, yeah, it has that. It was one of the last of those, and they were they were pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think Surprisingly like, good. the first one or maybe two of the EA Harry Potter games were terrible. I mean, they were they were so old that they you know I mean, they were of that age. I mean, that's the thing. Kind of if, shitty... if you think back, yeah, those first Harry Potter games were PlayStation One. Yeah, you know, it's, they it's... weren't completely oh, yeah. terrible though. I, I think I played yeah. most of Harry Potter One. Did you really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess there's just not a lot to them, right? Well, I mean, you know... Walk down corridor, slap something with your one. Well, not quite. More like platforming. <laughs> was it really? And puzzles, I guess. And, see, and, like, hidden stuff. It was hmm. all about hidden collectibles. Hmm. Slap it with your one. Before it turned into, like, you know, Gears of Potter, as they said. Gears the later, of Potter. Later <laughs> Gears games. of Potter. <laughs> Chess-eye walls and, and rapid-fire ones. Right, yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> they should have, like, I don't know, it's one of those things, like, couldn't they have, like, like, how, uh, what's, what's, which is the one with the sort of fight, the big, oh, no, <laughs> unspecific. The last isn't it the one. Wasn't it the one where, um, Gary Oldman's character dies or whatever? Uh, like, right. they, and they have a bit, and they have a big old sort of, That'd like, the fifth one. They're, they're, they're just in sort of, like, a round, yeah, an empty roundhouse, right? Having a. Well, the big room with a giant death cave in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And he, like, falls through the cave and he's like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and they're, they're just having having a nice um, zappy like wand fight. Yep. What I'm thinking is like, like you know, there could have been some sort of like perhaps a for honor style like you know like you have to like you know attack and parry system of some kind. Like someone fires, you've got to try and you've actually got to block it and somehow and oh yeah, you can definitely you know, do there, it. Well, there, there, there could be stuff there, especially but, because it doesn't really make much sense in the books and the films. So you could do what you want with it. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. You could you could make mechanics and but just don't make them guns. <laughs> yeah, they're magical. So we shall see about that. Hopefully, something will come of it that would be good. Um. Oh, I've got here the point that um, Google are going to try a live streaming gaming service because who uh, isn't? Yeah, so everyone's doing it, but now Google are trying it. It's called Project Stream. Brilliant name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, at least it is right now. It's a trial, and um, it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, so it's the one game. Uh, yeah, I had vaguely heard that Assassin's Creed were doing like a streaming edition. So we'll see how uh, how yeah. good is Google's tech versus everyone else, because it's all about the latency and, and, the, and the video quality, I guess. And if they've got I YouTube, mean, I mean... Yeah, every now and then you do hear the odd like report from, admittedly, from people like uh, that are in San Francisco, where probably all the servers are, and where gigabit like broadband is is a thing, and then they're just like, like you know what, this is actually not too bad for some game types now, mm. um, but like it's still not 
perfect. If you're if you're someone like me who's hypersensitive to input yeah, lag, like I I would hate it. But yeah, so I'm I'm really could not care at this point. But but the more people still care. It's not one of those concepts that was like there was that on live service and then it died and now it's gone. Away. It's not like 3D TV is what I'm saying. Is something that's just no. sort of gone away or or but even like even the, VR to be honest. It, there's, there's, there's a, creeping back. There's an element of the idea that makes sense, but they have got to solve what is, as I say, a potentially an impossible problem in in latency. Yeah, basically impossible. I I can't see how that could ever be quantum. solved. Yeah, <laughs> quantum <laughs> entanglement is possibly <laughs> the only way to solve it. Clearly, that's yeah. the like information. Yeah, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Yeah. So that's that, uh, and uh, yeah, Mario Party. <laughs> Any <problem? laughs> It's a Mario Party seems to be going down pretty good. <laughs> I mean, like it in, in a sort of like back to the basics kind of way, but you know, we made it faster. Maybe seems to be. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, I've read a couple of reviews now, and neither of them mentioned that they've sped up the game too much. Zach says he come, come stumbled upon one that may have said it's fast now. Like, but as vague as that sounds, it's like, like none of them seem to be dialing in on what is the core <laughs> yeah, problem. Of none Mario of them have realised. Yeah, like, is it just us that gets really peed off by just how long things take in Mario Party? Like, I don't want to watch this animation. I don't want to see this thing. I don't want to like just do it. Just do it. Let's go. Let's I mean, go. Presumably, if you went back to read reviews of the older ones, like four, for example, in particular, like surely those reviews must must have at the time pointed out that it was slow yeah. so is like the fact that the new reviews aren't mentioning it at all actually impossible is that, is that the thing yeah is it like no longer noteworthy well yeah interesting I mean there's every chance that it's a good Mario Party take from that your own interpretation <laughs> yeah. of what a good Mario what mine Party is, is. Yeah. yeah okay fine yeah cool. then it'll be one of those <laughs> And that is the news. Uh, yeah. I guess. Well, <laughs> I'm going to put a sad note out because it sounds like Splatoon 2's update support's coming to an end. And that bums me out. Ooh. I mean, it has been like a year and a half, but like, I don't know. I thought they were just going to run with this one. Like, at Splatoon 1, it kind of makes sense. It was on the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> like, then the sudden console died, so they yeah. couldn't really continue that, maybe yet. Support, you know, if, when you think about it, like, support for that game ended not long before the Switch actually came out. Yeah. And before Splatoon 2 actually came about. So, upside, maybe this means Splatoon 3 is like six months away. But is that a good but... thing? <laughs> I mean, I think we talked about it even when we were talking about Splatoon 2, where it's like the, ne- the next game they do, they're going to have to actually do something new. Because the whole point of Splatoon 2 is it was basically Splatoon 1, but on a system people but, cared about. Yeah, basically. And, <laughs> so yeah. for free, they'd actually have to do something different. Really shake things up, not just like make weird slight variations. Of yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a... I know they've got them, like, presumably to keep it alive, they've got to monetize it. But like, I thought perhaps they could be drawing funds from Switch Online to, to like do that if they were worried about that. Um, or their DLC that they made. Or their DLC, like, which would then begs the question, did Octo not sell that well? Um, like, I know Ninty aren't, aren't the type to... They don't like monetization, except for on mobile, where they've been... Where they, it's the only place they've been experimenting with this stuff. Um, that Fire Emblem game is a bit rotten. You know, <laughs> could be a bit rotten. Um, 
But yeah, it's still a bit of a bummer. I was kind of hoping they'd just roll with it because, like, it's it's yeah, as Zach says, it's like they don't need to change anything. It's like Overwatch; just keep going, <laughs> just keep hmm. put, putting more stuff in it. It's like this game's great. It's still great. You have neglected Salmon Run far too much, people. Yep. Put put your effort there, just for a bit. I think that really bothers people. Like, like Salmon Run. <laughs> well, bothers like, us. Well, I mean, apparently like, not, not, not enough people care. Is what we've been. Well, I don't know. But when Sam- when Splatoon came out, like everyone, like, I don't know. There, there seemed to be a bit of a fervor around what Salmon Run was. Well, there was a fervor about uh, it, like well, it was a new at feature, the time. Right? Yeah, but well, at the time was everyone was saying where it was like, this seems like a good idea, but it's got no content, and yeah. they were like, maybe they will update it, and then they didn't, and then so they didn't. Now no one cares. Yeah, so maybe the player like count has dropped off, and someone's misinterpreted that as, oh, no one really cares about Salmon Run. And it's like, no, they they did. You just didn't support it as well as you did the rest of the game. Uh, and I hope they learn from. It. I, well, but they probably won't because it sounds like they've drawn the wrong conclusion, but. Maybe. maybe it's the right conclusion. Maybe it's just maybe they don't actually have that much development time to spare if they go. They can't work on regular game and Salmon Run at the same time. Yeah, and they think that doing a whole section of Salmon Run would be too much. But I don't think that it's not like their update cycle has been slow. They've put quite a lot out over the last. Yeah, but again, months. it's like here's a variation of a weapon that already exists, which is basically a skin, and we just gave it different sub-weapons that already exist in the game. I mean, like, yeah. That's about two minutes of work. I mean, ignoring, <laughs> ignoring the weapon side, yeah, the weapons, are the majority of them are a bit cheap. Um, and, you but, know, quite but, a lot of but, maps but, that were still from Splatoon 1. Yeah, but still, they still did it. They still probably had to be updated in some way. They did make changes to a couple of them. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest updates were actually the ones that were Salmon <laughs> Where they put whole new maps into that. A map. whole new map. <laughs> Two whole new maps, I guess. Three. Was there three? No, because no, there's only four, isn't there? <laughs> there... We've had this discussion before. Yeah. We always have to go through them. Like, I think it so... launched. I think it launched with two. Yeah. And, they, and they've over over the year and a half added two more. Like, because was it the the, the smoke yard slanty boat? Yeah, you got slanty boat. You, the one two halves of the platforms. That was the, the last that one. Was the last added. one. The one with the enclosure, yeah, the that building. was the third one, and I can't remember what the second one is, but, the, but that's the one that comes <laughs> the one up with all the grills. Time. Yes, the grill one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that is the smoke yard. I can't, like, I can't remember. The horror the yeah. So that that was in that was Maybe it's only four, then. Yeah, there yeah. is there is only four. I feel like the yeah maybe. And they didn't like mix up the mechanics of it that much. No. Like, and they didn't. You know, they throw in. Well, they did start throwing in the um, the Grisco specific weapons, yeah. which which was a nice nice addition. Um, but they didn't throw in any new like salmon waves or anything like that. Or yeah, there was a lot of stuff they could. Have done. Oh, there's so much they could have done. Yeah, it's a great mode. It's it's well thought out. And don't get me wrong, there's quite a lot of variety in it for something that actually doesn't have that much content. They've somehow made it work, but that means like there's just so much more potential. Ah, missed opportunity. Anyway, I'm a bit bummed that they're dropping it. Let's hope that means that they're moving on to maybe something. That, I mean, I assume Monolith was probably getting called on to work on something else, which is why it's being... Maybe they need to help on Metroid or something, I don't know. <laughs> so oh, I'm thinking about that. Maybe that'll turn up in one of the last two directs of this year. Mm. Nah, they've got to be saving that, right? 
Not, I mean, they haven't said anything about it. No. Like, even with, like, Yoshi and Curry, they came back again in subsequent directs before those came out. Yoshi's mm. craft adventure, whatever that is, is craft singles. <laughs> Yoshi's cheese lamb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least that's... Is that, is that, like, this year, or is that a spring, isn't it? Right? Yeah, I think it's next year. Yeah, so... At least we know what that is now, so they can't really, there's not really much more to say about that. Surely. And that's all that goes over now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Apart from Animal Crossing now, I suppose. That can start getting updates, but probably not. That's probably got a few couple of directs gap between before we'll see that again. Yeah, you're right, that's it. We're at Metroid, we're at Yoshi, and we're at... Yeah, Animal Crossing, and that's it, really, after Smash. And the theoretical Pokemon. The theoretical The real Pokemon, Pokemon yeah. if that ever actually happens. Which they haven't... If we were to They've go never by, mentioned again. <laughs> yeah, if we were to go by official, like, direct, you know, actual marketing channels, they've never explicitly said that that's coming. Well, he, apart from the Pokemon that. guy, he in that ease free, that was, his, that was his explicit saying that it was coming, and then it's never been heard from again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I was in like a direct or anything. It was just like it was a the E three direct or someone said it. No, it was the E three direct where yeah. they go, they like, here's the guy in the Pokemon company he's sitting at a desk, and it's a weird angle. Oh yes, you're right. I do remember that. <laughs> do remember that now? <laughs> the weird angle did it. <laughs> news, and that's the end of the news. Still, still don't know what those PlayStation Classic games are. They haven't talked. Or the N64 one. We'll find yeah. out. I'm sure. I Christmas. mean, I did look at that PlayStation Tour stuff from TGS, but I really can't remember. I mean, was it the the um, Yakuza team? That hyper prolific Yakuza guys, <laughs> like they're making, they are actually making a new IP now that looks like it could be kind of badass. That's called Judge Eyes or something. <laughs> like it, it's basically yeah, <laughs> Judge Eyes or Project Judge, as they they called it in English, but like um. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks a lot like Yakuza, but like you're a lawyer or potentially disgraced lawyer or something, and there's some there's some punching and kicking. It looks quite cool. Like it's a much more serious game, <laughs> or is it? Or or is it? They yeah. only change the serious bits to start yeah. with before it's like, no, we're still the accuser team, guys. We still do the same thing where we just make weird things happen in this open world. <laughs> Um, and I think there was some stuff like Sony are still going to do some. They're still they are still supporting PlayStation VR because of course they are, which is which is good of them. Um, yeah, you know, they're doing a Astro, I think it was called. Where it's like a little, it's their version of Super Lucky's Tale, basically. <laughs> Just the, they're using like a little little a little robot, and it's a VR platformer. And it's actually looks kind of kind of cool. Um, Supporting yeah. VR with VR platform is the clearly best use of VR ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Like, where I guess you're just sort of at a fixed point camera, and I've never actually seen how that moves between like scenes, like how a fixed point sequence just cuts to somewhere else. Does it just hard cut, um, like a Resident Evil camera, or does <laughs> it? I don't really know. Also, if you haven't watched it the um english tra- the english dub because obviously it was a japanese thing they had like a <laughs> the setup for it is like it's like spaceship dual shock flying through the galaxy and the four face buttons are like the crew right but they so they're like talking at you through like <laughs> like um and 
I assume in the Japanese they had these were all proper voice actors and stuff like that. But for the English version, they had like one guy doing all four voices, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty special. It's pretty. It's worth watching just to laugh at. Like, get the idea of it, and then don't watch the rest. <laughs> News, I'll say it again. Say it to end it. True. Well, it's you. time for News. what you've been playing. Pause. Go on. <laughs> what you've been playing, <laughs> Robe. Me? Right. I, I got to get this off my chest. I finished Final Fantasy XV story. I noticed that you got like three achievements very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Rob started the story grind. He's just going to get through it. Well, because basically there becomes a, like, if... <laughs> so there comes a point where you basically leave the open world section of the game behind. As they keep doing in these games. And or sometimes you come to the open world section, sometimes you leave it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so... And then the whole thing starts to feel very Final Fantasy thirteen in a way. <laughs> it just sort of flipped in reverse. It's like, instead of going to the open world bit towards the end of the game, it's like the open world bit is the majority of the game and there's a bit of 13's linearity at the end. And it's like, and this is where the whole... For me, this is this whole game started to fall apart real fast. Like, by the time I started doing this, it's... It's really disappointing, is all I would say. Hmm. Like, um... Or does it feel like the the situation that some other games, like, you know, Metal Gear Solid Five, have had where, like, did they not finish the game? So... <laughs> Is that what's actually happened here? It has got the hallmarks of, of development hell, where, the it, like... So the overall theme of, I think, of what I'm about to describe is that the game... It, it, it feels... There's a lot of really good ideas here. There's a lot of really great concepts. I just don't think they execute very well at all. Like, so, the bit where you first leave... Right, spoilers, I suppose. Here we go. Um, the bit where you first leave uh, the open world, you go to a water-based town, which is incredibly pretty to look at, and things like that. But you're not there for very... There's nothing really to do there. You wander around, you see a few shops, you see a... <laughs> clearly, like, another bit of product placement. There's a, there's a side quest to go look at the Vivian Westford wedding... Vivian Westwood wedding dress <laughs> that Luna would have worn had yeah. the wedding taken place. Right. Um... And, uh, yeah, uh, so that's not quite as cheesily done as the cup noodles quest. <laughs> so it's, not, it's not quite so bad as that. Um, but you still have to go wander and do a thing. And this is really quite big area that you're, that all you can really do is wander around in. And then there's like a, um, like, uh, I don't know, you, you find like a mini game, like that, that I guess is like the, the game's like callback to things like Blitzball <laughs> or like, yeah, or chocobo racing, or something. There's always like a little thing on the side you can do in every final. And this is, and this, and this time it's like it's like a, um, a gladiatorial arena where they just put various monster groups together, and you have to bet on which monster group is going to win the fight and things like that. Uh, and it's like, uh, it's like, I figured, oh, okay, you've just introduced something I can come back to and 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 like spend money on and things like that because the the price that there are stuff there's stuff to win using the special betting tokens, but the cost of them is so astronomically high that you either have to make a ridiculous amount of money and just buy your way to this thing or or be really or put a lot of time and be really really good at this betting game to get crazy money out of it uh and it, it seems like it would take forever to do that way um so i played a few rounds and left it alone and it's like you know do the thing and then 
the next part of the story basically means, yeah, that place gets kind of destroyed. <laughs> so you're never going to go back to that. <laughs> you're like, uh, unless you use like a, a, what is conveniently revealed later. It's like, oh yeah, your Luna's magic dog can go back in time. So you can go do these things again and go to these places again. And it's like, okay, right. So in the story, there's no now, there's no now no point in going back to this place because it gets, and this is where like this, for some, for some reason, seems to be the phrase that was going through my head a lot, like most of this, like rest of the game, where it's like, yeah, right. for some reason, you've got to summon Leviathan and get it on your side, except Leviathan's real angry and makes you fight it, except the Empire are there as well, and they're sort of fighting it and sort of not, and then Luna dies for some reason, and then what's the point of what we're doing? Like, uh, What's going on? Now Ignis is blind for some reason? Meaning I've now got to... Like, that, that happened off screen? <laughs> so now I've got to, like, walk around really slowly to wait for him to catch up? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> was basically my opinion. Why is all this happening? It's like, I'm six... Oh, what was it? How far was I in at that point? Like, 40 hours, maybe? I'm 40 hours into this game, and I have no idea what's going on. I don't understand the story. I don't understand the point of what's going on. I don't understand why any of this happened. I don't know why I can fly for a moment. You can always teleport around. That's always the same. Yeah, but now you're actually just straight up flying in what is an awful bit of fighting. Like, and I'm just like, I I do not. And the rest of the game kind of plays out in a similar way. It's like, well, that just happened. And then, like, everyone's a bit... You end up with the sort of emo moment where everyone's then angry with each other. So it's like suddenly the camaraderie stuff of you and your like your your buddies is all messed up for a while. So you're not even getting enjoyment from that. And it's, then it goes into another dun. Some of the worst dungeons in the game then follow, where it's just like go to place, get thing, it will open door. Go to other place, get thing, it will open more doors. Keep going, and it goes on for far too long. And I'm still not really learning what the point is during all of this, and. uh yeah, and then you do eventually, like, towards the very end, start learning a little bit, and where I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm starting to piece together how this actually comes together. All right, you're just doing a late reveal, but not all of it, and you still end up going, like, after 60 hours of gameplay, getting to the end and going, like, this is supposed to be really dramatic, and but I could not care less. Hmm. Like, I have no idea, like, who I should be rooting for. I have no Don't idea, have the like... Investment in the, in the... Yeah. Yeah. And it's just... What's going on? It's such a bummer because it's like there, there are clearly moments in the in the story where you sit here and you're thinking this is supposed to have weight. They're putting a lot of like anguish on this character's face, and like, I, but I don't understand like why this ring I'm wearing is a bit like the One Ring. <laughs> it's like and it's like kind of difficult to put on my finger for some reason. Like, what's that about? And like, like I don't even know what the ring does. I, I don't get it. And like, it's just. And there's quite a lot of those where there's like overly melodramatic scenes that just don't land. And it's like, is there like, am I missing something? Is there some extra info that was supposed to have gone in here? It has, it has all the hallmarks of something that at one point made sense, but it's been cut and moved about and chopped and changed and like perhaps designed over, designed by committee or something at some point where none of it works anymore. The quality of the parts does not add, does not combine well at all, and it's a, it's a real bummer. So I come out the back end, like fi- having finished it, just going, eh, uh, all right, I guess. Did it make more sense than Final Fantasy X's story? 
No. <laughs> okay. I, I kind of put five, five out of ten stories as bonkers, but at least you sort of follow it. Kind of. Yeah. Though it is rather abrupt. Yeah, but you you can follow it. Like this, I just... This relies... Like, so I went and watched some stuff afterwards. I went and like did some research and then be like, okay, what am I missing? Like, what was... It can't be... There must be more to it than, than that. There's clearly some details I'm missing or something I didn't see. And it's like, yeah, there is. In the film and anime series. It's like, had I watched those, I think things would have made a whole oh, lot more no. sense. But it's just like, that's... No, I'm not doing that, man. No, it's like, you've got, you've got to worst. make your game stand alone. You've yeah, got it's got to. to. Yeah. The anime's about to come afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so like I think the anime might be in, stuff, right? Yeah, should be. I think yeah, there's a ten year time skip at one point, and like I think there's a, I think the anime might take place during that time skip or something like that. And there are moments where like where the characters just you know sort of wander off or <laughs> get. There is one in particular where Gladio just sort of wanders off, and you go, <laughs> "That will be the DLC then. <laughs> that will be episode Gladio." And it's just like, all right, whatever. And it's just, it's just handled badly. And I think that's, that's like, that's true of the combat as well. Like, it get, it, it gets more fr- frantic and more mad as it goes on. But it's just not the boss fights in particular just aren't executed well. They're not a great deal of, fu- great deal of fun. Excuse me, my stomach's having a bit of an aversion to all this. Um, Food talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like uh, there's large portions of the boss fights where it's like I, I actually don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here what's the effective way to to kill this guy and most of it seems to be rely around okay get to a point where you can block and parry and attack and then that'll put them in a vulnerable state where you can actually do damage but sometimes finding when that block point is is quite a tricky it's like how did I trigger that okay how can I make him do that again do I just not do I just wait it out until he does it and um, I'm, I mean, I'm dying a lot, and, but I can just keep popping elixirs and be fine. So it's not like there's any real challenge here. It's not like I'm going to die. I haven't game overed in the entire time of playing this thing. I've never like lost ever mm. because it's just impossible. Like you get knocked out, and it's like, oh, I'm just going to pop pop an elixir. I'll be fine. I've got like I've got a billion phoenix downs. I'm good. <laughs> it's like that's not. Right? <laughs> no, I mean I, I said this before about the combat, and that there's only been like a couple of fights where I felt I've actually had to modify my loadout to to deal with it more effectively. Um, and that one of those times was the one I talked about—the snake boss in the horrible one of the terrible dungeons, the sewers. And the uh, the second time was when I faced that enemy again later. <laughs> you know, the same enemy. Mm. Just sort of like, all right, I might actually need to put some toad protection on me to deal with this. Um, yeah, it's just... Didn't land. Didn't stick the landing. Like, I don't know. It's just such a bummer after that. They, they get they get some things right. Like, I'm not going to go into the detail of it here, but it's like the actual over... Once you've got the whole picture of the story, you understand that there could have been something great here. You understand why they, I guess, they put put it in a Final Fantasy game and like why, yeah. why it, but why it could have been something special it's you know there's, it's a tale of betrayal and gods and getting people on your side and uh yeah and and, and your 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 ancestors past catching up with you and things like that there's a lot of, there's actually quite a lot of goodness here but you just didn't show it mm. you, you didn't tell me any of that 
and it's uh fortunately like as i said if i wanted to i can now go back to the open world and just do the road trip stuff as if none of that rest of the story ever happened <laughs> yeah okay um and that, you know that's where in fairness that is the majority of the play time of the game and that is where the majority of the good stuff of is the good stuff yeah yeah so i don't know maybe put some time in mess around in the open world and never finish it maybe that's my advice just don't, <laughs> oh just don't get invested in the story and dick around in the world there you go it's gonna disappoint you yeah that's sad it's possibly i mean yeah no, no i'm gonna say it. it's pro- it's the worst storytelling i've ever seen in a final fantasy game and i've played 13 and 13 too right well that's seven <laughs> I mean, seven's convoluted, but the story makes sense. Thirteen three ish, ish. I feel like I followed it. But the thirteen two is just madness. In fairness, it's like it's time travel. It's time traveling nonsense that doesn't actually have a great deal of story. Isn't there a you still? You still end up. Fo- you still. There is a thirteen three technically. Yeah. Uh, Lightning returns. Lightning returns. The costumery of doom, um, <laughs> which I have and I haven't played. Right, but. Well, that's yeah, it's, it's a bummer. I don't. I, I I probably will go back and do the DLCs because they are. You get a little taste of it towards the end of the the game, like where you take control of the other characters for a bit in a sort of show of solidarity, I suppose, of the other teammates, and they do control differently. They do have different abilities and things okay. like that, and it's. Uh, so if the, if the DLC like ramps up on that, that could be interesting. Hmm. Um, so yeah they're, they're they're at least mechanically different so we'll see um, no rush on that I think I've, I've got to the point where I get with a lot of games where it's like well I've finished the story I'm going to leave it installed for a while while I do other things and then not go back if I come, yeah if I come back to it great but if I don't uninstall I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done cool yeah so, or not <laughs> or not How is so, Spider-Man? Spider-Man, conversely, is good. <laughs> it's a good game. It's good. Boy, you can tell this game's got money behind it. Yeah? I mean, you can with Final Fantasy, but, like, well-spent money. <laughs> right, okay. Lavishly spent money. Lavishly spent money. It's let's, uh, let's spend. Let's get some animators and pay them some money to make things look nice. <laughs> yeah, let's get some artists. <laughs> been, been wondering about where to actually start with this description, like unlike what it is. It's like I suppose the obvious question is, does it swing good? And it's like, yes, yes, it does. It swings real good. Does it make you feel like Spider Man? Lol. I mean, have you heard about this? I mean, no, no. What, do you, what exactly do you mean? Well, it's been a cliche. Obviously, that's a cliche. But like, um, the um. I can't it's remember. like the be the Tomb Raider thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or be, it's the, like, be the Batman. It's like the IGN review says makes you feel like Spider Man about seven times in about five minutes. Oh, so really? About ten yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. We, every review says it in some way or another. Well, not hmm, every, well, but but yeah. The, I, it's not really something I think to say in like no. when I'm describing it. I don't really feel like the character because I'm sat no, here with a controller. It's a really weird thing to say, but, but yeah. I mean, maybe that's something you might say if it was like VR swinging. I don't know, but, but, I think but the, the, you, you swing phrase, 
It's like it's phrased wrong. It's like you you don't feel like Spider-Man. Spider-Man feels like Spider-Man. That's what it's actually been. It's like the character is actually represented in the way it should be. That's definitely a more accurate way of saying it. Spider-Man feels like Spider-Man. Well, that's good. I mean, mean, it's really cool because it does the... That it gets the obvious thing about the swing mechanics right, in that Web has to attach to something. Yeah, yeah. Because they finally got the technology to be able to do that. It, ju- it just it just figures <laughs> it out. And looking at the to footage for and- me, it's like I w- I have to play it to see how it feels. But for me, it's like I can see that the the you know the the web thread goes to a, an actual building that's good but then when it swings it doesn't seem to follow the laws of physics where you swing towards the build the pivot point yeah so you seem so to it's, just it's, go it's, forwards it's it's, it's like, really what? it's really generous is what i would say there are moments where it does feel like it's it's like swinging you a little bit and like and it's it's to your advantage so you can like yeah. s- like wrap it around the building a little bit yeah. to like that's to turn a want. corner and things yeah, like that. i want to be going sort of swinging left to right as i go across you know yeah it's not it's not street. i think i think you're right i think they could have done a little like bit of zigzag been a little less generous with how guided the swinging is um it's like you know unless he's got some sort of like it it's automatically retracting or pulling him in to make him swing in a straight line for his ease because it's because it's sort yeah. of following the like the it would be the, repelling the new idea that, that work right Sorry. Yeah, something, something be like a that. Pulling, yeah. Cuz pulling is easy, right? Well, surely you if could... you're going in a straight line, it would be like yeah, reeling you in and then letting you out of it to like just keep something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not quite yeah. sure how it would work. But anyway, yeah. But, but it's be... equivalent to like being on monkey bars, right? But with really long arms, basically. <laughs> I guess. Right, yeah. and that spread really far apart. You have <laughs> Yeah. Whatever the case, like it works because, like you know, you, you, it it looks it looks good, it feels yeah. good. Like when you get to the top of the building, the top of buildings, and there's nothing else around, you're not going to be able to swing off them. You've got to dive back into yeah. the city, which always feels cool. Awesome. And uh, um, you know, you've got one exception, I think, which is when you press X, you do a web zip, where he basically like um, uh, he'll he'll propel himself forwards, yeah, like just like directly forwards. And I, I guess the assumption is that he's grabbing something and somehow using that to propel himself forward, which doesn't right. make a great deal of sense sometimes, yeah, sure. like, given where he is. Like it anima- it animates well, but like it doesn't like doesn't necessarily look all that like realistic. But right, yeah, that's fine. Useful as useful as a get out in some areas, like I don't know, like Central Park, where there might right. not be all that tall stuff, and you're having to use the trees to to swing around at incredibly low weird angles, right. Um, um, or one of the side missions where you're literally swinging around on low cranes over the water where there really isn't very much to swing from. And it's uh, and that's actually kind of the difficulty of it. It's, it's cool. forcing you to, to do things like that. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, and it, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's, it's generally very well done. Like, it, it takes a little while. Like, I, I occasionally get it wrong because you've got other controls as well. Like, if you hit a building, for instance, and you're still holding R2 to swing it goes into parkour mode right. so he'll like suddenly start just running up the building which is like fun right. you don't just <laughs> um, slam into the building <laughs> no no he'll, he'll adjust it and he'll adjust nice. to it and it's uh, and then and like oh you can you'll be wall running and something like that. and then you've got a button to like do a do a corner traversal like whilst you're wall running and he'll use a bit of web to swing him around and then he's then he's swung around the corner and you're back into web swinging mode and it's uh, the whole thing has a flow to it that's pretty pretty neat nice um, makes you feel uh, yeah and, and he yeah, he animates super well whilst doing all of this as well. It's yeah. it's Sweet. incredible. Um, just how just how it all comes together, uh, and the majority of the game. Uh, I mean, this is Insomniac's bag, right? Insomniac do traversal. 
Yeah. They, they, they've, they've kind of always done this. Um, from the infamous games up to... Yeah. Uh, what was it? But Sunset Overdrive was the last thing they did, and that was all about traversal as well, as well as the shooting. I mean, it's like and the perfect um, marriage of a team and a... Yeah, yeah. They, right? don't, they know what they're doing. Um, and so the majority of the game is about the traversal. Like, it does, they, they, they clearly focus on it as like, oh, most of our missions are going to be swing from here to here, do a thing on the way, and stuff like that, which is both... Which they do quite a lot of variety for in terms of, like, um, setting, I suppose, and why you're doing these things. Not a lot of it makes a great deal of sense. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say right now, like, the whole Peter Parker as a scientist, there's some dubious science going on. Yeah, like, well, not, comic book yeah. science. Oh, yeah. It, it's, all, it's all nonsense. <laughs> like, the vast majority of it is nonsense. Um, but whatever, I guess. Um, so, so, yeah, swing, swing to... Swing through clouds of smog to collect samples of, so we know what car is giving out bad emissions, and then then swing near that car, taking a photo as you swing past in slow motion. Uh, and then it's like, oh, now we've got, now we know that it's this make and model of the car, and now I'll submit my report. And... Okay, classic science. Yeah, yeah classic science. <laughs> swing through smog. research is done, isn't it? I mean, it, it's like everything seems to be based on the fact that spiders. Spidey suit can do everything, like everything. It's like and you want to see where a subway car is going using X-ray vision. Yeah, you can do that. You want to analyze substances on the fly by swinging through them. Yeah, you can do that. You want to accurately track the position of a pigeon. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> it's like it's it's clearly following like the Tony Stark gave you a suit, I suppose, like version of Spider-Man. Right, but Peter Parker's a genius on his own right, surely. Yeah, maybe, but this, like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he is a genius, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. This this seems like some Iron Man stuff. Right, yeah. I mean, maybe he came up with it, but it just seems seems nuts. I mean, I, I assume there's no mention of, like, Stark or any of that stuff. I bet just Tower is there, and there's an achievement for getting to the top of it. Oh, right, so, yeah. <laughs> which I haven't done yet, but it's there. You can do it. Um... Uh, yeah, so that's really good. Um, the game looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really beautiful. It's just, uh, they do some really clever tricks to give give things... Like, Did what, you, you know, get a Pro just, or a, a standard PS4? Uh, I've got a Pro, yeah, so I've been cool. playing it on that. And yeah. in fairness to it, though, like, actually, like in, I've seen some comparison stuff between the regular version and the Pro version. It's like, they're really quite close. Yeah. Like, the Pro version does, clearly has some better texture stuff in places and has some better... You know, it runs. It, I think it chooses to do the higher internal resolution thing and super sample. Mm. Um, for me, as I'm playing in 1080, um, so you know, for, uh, I, I think if I had a regular PS4, I really wouldn't be noticing too much of a difference. It's like they they haven't they haven't gone overboard with it, and it's like you know, if you've got a regular PS4, this is that's no reason to make you not get the game. For instance, it's like right. do it, just do it. Um, you won't you won't be missing out, um, but yeah, it's it's really it's really clever. Like some of the like for take, taking like they use a technique for modeling inside of windows, like for modeling actually the the what rooms that could be in there to give give like the the buildings a bit of depth, I suppose, rather than just. Oh yeah, like, I've seen this technique. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, you know it's, it's, really it's cool. only 
if you get right up close to it and you examine yeah. it, it's like you can clearly tell that it's all f- it's a fakery of some kind, like some kind of it's, projected 3D image onto the yeah, surface. It's a that's, special kind of texture technique, yeah. Yeah, it's really clever and it does work, but like occasionally you'll notice it's like, hey, there's two notice boards and oh wait, there's only one notice board and this. Oh, if I swap between windows, suddenly like the, the perspective changes in a weird way. Oh, and there's a door in this in this room that yeah. clearly just goes out into space. Yeah, 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 like, <laughs> yeah. Like the classic just, one is like on the corner. Right. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, go around the there'll be a doorway, yeah. and, and it's like there's there's no doorway there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but you know, as you're just swinging around, and if you're not paying it's attention cool. to it, yeah. it's really effective. Yeah, I think um, that's really cool. It's a nice trick, and uh, it gives you know because everything was just shiny, reflective glass in all cities before now. So mm. using this really adds quite a bit of depth. And it's got. And I, and I put this this like the quality of visuals down. Uh, you know, and I'll. I'll so that their characterizations is like, yeah, it doesn't, I think they followed, I'm not quite sure where they've got the look of their characters from, whether this is an original take or whether this is more based on the artwork of the comics or not. I'm not really sure. I think it's some, somewhere in the middle. Um, like it's their take of the comics, maybe that way round. Um, but it's, or some version of it, but it's like, so they, 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 they sort of all, there's a certain there's a look to it, is I guess is what I'm trying to mean. Like the character, the way the characters' faces look and the way they move, they're, there's they're like stylized in a certain way. On in the good side of uncanny, they don't quite cross into uncanny. I don't think they're like quite. It's hard to describe. It's like it's good enough, right? I think is what I mean. It's like it's it's not uncharted levels of quality, but it's like they do their they do their thing pretty well. Um, and it works because like all the writing is really solid, all the acting is is especially solid. Um, the scene, the cutscenes themselves are are very filmic, and it's like they use the word filmic to describe some of their looks and their filters in their photo mode and things like that. They they're clear that that's what they're going for, uh, and it's all just incredibly well done. Um, what I would say though is I think like in terms of the storytelling, I think they what they trailed or what they've shown us in trailers is a lot further into the game than we thought. Right. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Throat's getting raspy. Talking too much. <laughs> um, so that, that... Do you remember that sequence on the raft where everyone's, like, breaking out? Yeah. Well, that's going to be fairly late game. That's, like, all the villains. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's like, <laughs> you don't trail a late game story moment in that much oh, detail. Oh, I assume that was normally. the opening when I saw yeah, it. Yeah. It's not. It's. Oh, right. I, I reckon I'm nearly half... I'm not super all the way through. I reckon I'm about nearly halfway through. Um, it has got like a campaign campaign progress percentage, and I think I'm like at forty something. I thought it would be um, the, like the cliched like, oh, the, well, this everyone's out cleaning up. Yeah, clean them up. They've been you caught them all before. Now they've all escaped. Yeah, a bit Absolutely. like um, Batman City, or... like Arkham Asylum. Yeah, or Arkham City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, any of those really. Um, yeah, it's not. I haven't seen that sequence yet. In fairness, it's not long ago that I did the helicopter chase that mm. we also saw at EG. Yeah, that was cool. So I'm a little bit disappointed in that, in the, in the sense that it's like I'm not disappointed in the way in the actual, how the games turned out. I'm just I that I think that was a bad move, right? To show to that show sequence, too much, yeah, yeah. Well, it got people hyped, I suppose. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but. I think it would have been made made a lot more impact had I like suddenly stumbled on. Oh, now all these guys are a problem. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Nice twist, game. That's one um, thing actually, like God of War did what has done well because all you really saw was the opening part, right? Like, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I have no, I haven't. 
There's a lot of I, shit they could have showed, believe me. I, I haven't really seen many of the visuals for like even like later on in the game. Yeah. Like for instance, it's like a, they they kept that. They they just positioned it really well. Yeah, they did. And I think they did a similarly great job of Horizon from some of the stuff I know about that game. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, they don't they don't necessarily let on the bigger picture of the world from from their marketing. Yeah, and stuff like that. And it's I, this just seems a bit mishandled, which is a shame because it's a genius game so far. Uh, I would say it pains me to say it a little bit, but I do think the combat is actually possibly the weakest element of the. Yeah, I was wondering that, but like, it's not. Well, actually, it's not the weakest. Like, I would say the weakest. Yeah, let me let me come back on that a little bit. Like, I I think the weakest element of the game is sometimes over reliance on puzzle sequences and how they pace it at the start of the game. Like, um, I don't know. There's some sciencey stuff, like, and it's like here, play pipe dream. Oh, um, here. Right. okay, that sucks. You can skip. Um, you can even skip that stuff. All right, I heard. I think there's a couple of mandatory ones. Oh right, okay. Here and there. Um, my brother was saying that it that it, it offers you to skip the pipe dream sections, and and you're like, well, why did you put them in there then? If you, if you thought if you if you were embarrassed by I the um, mini games so much that you offer the option to skip them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. I don't think I've seen the option to skip. Maybe that's right. like if you're playing on a lower difficulty or something. Or... But I mean, these mini games never. I mean, even Bioshock, like, like it, I mean, the... oh, that was Pipe Dream. Yeah, yeah, that was Pipe Dream. I mean, the only good one is like they put a lot of a lot of effort into that one for Deus Ex for the hacking, and it, you know, the later the Human right, Revolution sure. one, and that was good, but probably not as much of a payoff as it was probably effort went into making it. You know. Mm. I don't know if it was worth it. I don't know what you think, Zeg. Yeah, I mean, they had to do something, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Or, well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. Yeah, that's about, what I'm saying. If you think about the original Deus Ex, you just find everyone's passwords, etc. Yeah, <laughs> or you just wait, like, while it does a stupid Matrix animation. And that worked fine. I mean, I don't want to play Pipe Dream in the middle of my Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's overused overall. It's just that it's a little bit front loaded early on. It's oh, like fair. I'll do some do some pipe dream, do some spectrograph, like put these tiles on to make these lines match up puzzles. And it's like yeah, it's the other thing it does, and it's just like it, it subjects you to those pretty early. Mm. Um, and and it, and it's just like oh okay, I didn't really realize this was going to be part of the game, but all right, let's do this. Um, and that's got less frequent as it's gone on, uh, for sure. But occasionally it comes up, and it's like, and that's that's fine. Um, yes, yeah, so let's curtail it back around the combat. In that, I'm having a hard time getting a grip of it. If I'm honest, it's like it's not. I don't find it quite so flowing. I suppose as the as as a Batman style combat system normally yeah. is. It's a lot more frantic. It's a lot more. Yeah. Uh, the, the frame of action, I suppose, the amount of space an action sequence can take is way bigger. Um, than, than the Batman games where everything's quite closed and mm. uh, close, I suppose, is the, is the word I'm looking for. It's, yeah. like, it's not that. This, this is big. So you're zipping like, around a lo- warehouse yeah, like, shooting from different angles and stuff. Yeah, that sounds exactly. cool to me. If they yeah, I mean, it, it is. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, but like sometimes, like spotting... Uh, when something... Mel- I mean, you're, you're basically relying entirely on this little spidey sense 
indicator that's above yeah, your head. Like, and you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're waiting for that to appear, and then you're pressing circle to dodge. Counter, right, um, yeah, dodge, yeah. Uh, and then you're mashing your stuff out, like, to get out of the way. But like, that happens, like, all the time. If you're on the ground, for instance, there's, like, any number of people can be attempting to melee attack you at once, and it's... I think you're a little bit animation delayed, so you can't just dodge at any time. I think you have to be being a little bit careful with it. But the hits are so fast sometimes that it's just like, okay, you get into sort of like a an accidental mash rhythm and you're like, and then when you actually do have to dodge, you're like, oh God, oh God, oh no. And, it's not, and it doesn't doesn't come out right because you've already mashed to do in, go into an attack and things uh, like that. Okay. And it's, um, that said, there is a lot you can do. Like, you know, I can, you press triangle to zip to an enemy. So you press it in a, in a direction and press triangle, you'll go to him like immediately cool. um, and, and start doing things. If you hold triangle, you attach to him and you can pull him towards you and later you get the ability to rip the weapons out of their hands doing that. If you've webbed them up and then you do that, you get the ability to throw them around the place using them as a, as a weapon themselves, using the person as a weapon. Sweet. Which is, which is kind of fun. Uh, uh, it's got the Batman. It's got a bit of the Batman combo system, where but it, not quite. So, like whilst you're building a combo, you're building a focus meter. If you lose your combo, you don't lose your focus. Um, but when your focus meter reaches a certain point, you can then do a finisher if you want mm. uh, to take a guy out of combat immediately, which is great because you can build it up and then use it on some of the tougher enemies and just make sure they're out of the picture. Mm. Um, and so you can use the use the minions, I guess, to build up your focus again and do it again. And use it on but the it all, guy, yeah. But it has the a double use and that you can instead trade in your focus for health if you want. So if oh, you, because like you wipe out. <laughs> kinda, yeah, because you don't survive very long. Like you take if you're getting hit, you're That's taking cool. a lot of damage. Right so yeah. You've got to be thinking if things are going well, yeah, sure, keep your focus. But like, do you want to actually cash that in for a finisher? Most of the time I'm thinking, maybe not. This is kind of a difficult fight. I probably need to save it lest I get messed up a little bit. And I'm going to have to cash that in for health because, uh, yeah, it's a little tricky. Things things are, when I said it's frantic, it is fast. It's like things are just happening. Like there might be a rock and people shooting at you whilst you're fighting at another guy. Mm. And uh, uh, I think it does a pretty good job of like indicating when you're being shot at because it puts a really big like web line on screen to the guy that's going to shoot at you and it will turn red when he's actually firing. Yeah. And that's the moment you've got to dodge. Makes it super um, clear. Right. Yeah. But it's uh, but that still doesn't mean that it's any easier to actually do. Um uh, but yeah, I think I think the number of moves that you're supposed to, I like, I, lo- I love the when accidental cool stuff happens, like, I don't know, you dodge an attack, but you dodge into a wall, he'll then attach to the wall, and then your next attack will be him flying off the wall into right. someone. Sweet. And it's like, when when that all comes together, it looks super cool. Nice. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. When it's going well, I think the fight looks really great. When it starts going bad, I think you end up spiraling a bit into badness. Um uh, also, I think like if you're getting it was if you're doing a chase sequence and you're being shot at during a chase sequence, I think the air dodge that you have, where you can, you can press tri- you can press circle to just dodge fire coming at you. I don't think that works very well. Hmm. Like maybe I'm just doing it wrong or getting the timing wrong the entire time, but I don't, I, I haven't got the feel for it really. And that's that's true of all the combat really. I don't think I'm particularly great at the combat side of it. I think it's going to be one of those things that I'm just going to get through for now. And then come back to some of the challenge stuff and some of the um, the bigger fights to, and do them better 
uh, give them a retry and do them better once I've leveled up a bit or something like that. Um, got a bit stronger. Hmm. Or just got a bit more skilled. I think a lot of these you can do, like a lot of the challenges you can do at any time. You just have to be skilled. And it's like, I've not got that yet. I've not, I've not nailed it. Um, which is great because it means there's something I can improve on. But yeah, also good. it means it's just not quite so natural. Uh, and yeah, I think that's where where I, where I stand of it. Oh, I did manage to crash it within the first five minutes, though. <laughs> that happened. Oh, how did you manage that? Uh, there was a sequence that basically broke. Like it was like, oh, you're lift, you're lifting some rubble off some dudes. Mash square now, and I mash square, and I get to meet the target. Nothing happens. I've just stood there holding this rubble <laughs> forever. Okay. It's like it's not like it froze or fully crashed out. It just sequence right. broke. Like you know, nothing right, happens. Right, right, no. yeah. Restart. Yeah. Past that point, I haven't really had had any problems at all. It's pretty great. Spider-Man. Oh, I, mm, it did spoil itself at one point. As in, spoiled itself. I mean, if, okay, if you know if you know the characters, this isn't a spoiler, I suppose. Anyway, right. well, but, thing, but I'm not I'm not going to say it just in case. But yeah. like, there was a point where the bio page on the uh. game revealed who one of the bad guys was before I didn't, I've encountered them oh, okay. and revealed oh. the identity of them as well. Oh, and it's right. like, I'd kind of guessed, but it hadn't been explicitly said yet. Right, 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 right. And it's just like, oh, oh, you've just done that. Oh, okay, that's weird. Yeah. So if you don't go look at the bio page, and I recommend that you don't. <laughs> then you'll be fine. Then you'll be fine. Like yeah, it just it just pops a little early. Yeah, so a strange one, mismarketed, but a great game. But so great. far, sweet. I'm looking forward to playing that when at some point in the future when I run out of games to play after Red Dead, which is going to be a yeah. while. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it is really good. It's like it's it's making me feel good about my uh, purchase. Anyway, about finally dipping into oh, yeah. PlayStation. Can't it's, go wrong. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good, good place to start. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else on your plate? Uh, they're the two main ones, right? They're pretty big. Not, yeah, not really. I've just been sort of grinding cool. those out. Yeah. Sweet. So it's time for Zeg's turn. Well, we've been playing Rocket League and you've been playing Rocket League by yourself as well. I mean, yeah. We've got to get that Rocket Pass. I mean, yeah, I didn't really have anything particularly to add know. to it, though, at this point. Yeah. I've just been playing a lot. I've, I've been trying to play more of it anyway. I don't know, like if I've got a bit of time before work starts, I'll get like a couple of games in like at eight in the morning or something. Because you can. Because I can. Yeah. Something that's actually Rocket League is good at, I guess. Yeah, just get, just get a couple of quick games in. It's, it's pretty good for that. I don't really have a short time game on the go at the moment, actually. <laughs> they have a ROM tactic. Yeah. I think maybe, I haven't actually checked, but I'm pretty sure that I've now played Rocket League more than Team Fortress 2. Really? Wow, that, didn't, that took Holy a lot shit. less time, though, right? It took a lot less time in real time. I mean, obviously it didn't say that time in, in game time, but it took, like, the <laughs> reason I didn't play... There was, like, periods I didn't play TF2 because nothing was changing in it, basically. Right, yeah. It was like, whereas in Rocket League, it's not changed at all, but it's just, you can just... That's enough, I guess. I mean, I'm, <laughs> what? That's why I why I put so much time into TF2 at the start. It was like it was 
It was exciting. It was, you know, they didn't need all that extra content that they eventually added. It mm. was like it was enough by itself. Well, and yeah. the, 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 the promise of where they were going with their extra content at first was really... It was something to talk about, right? It's like, it's like oh, the NG pack's coming. Yeah. And like, oh, the yeah, pirate yeah. pack's coming. It's like, this stuff's awesome. And then it was all hats. <laughs> and then it was all hats. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. And not enough new levels. And, well, some... But yeah, I think... Rocket League is just. I was thinking about it again because it's just like it's, it's the different time investment where where in TF2 you can play tons of rounds in a row and you don't realize how long they are, whereas in Rocket League you can play tons of t- rounds in a row and you forget how short they are. Yeah, <laughs> it's the exact opposite problem, but the same result. Oh, uh, <laughs> Rocket League has the uh, the one more game problem, right? For sure, because they're so short. Yeah, it's. Problem. Yeah, it's weird. So what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking thousands of hours for you, right? And it's yeah. like, okay, mine's pretty high. It's like 2,000, like, isn't it? How how many hours is it? Say? Somewhere around that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's madness. I mean, mine's not, not hasn't overtaken TF2 yet. But, <laughs> uh, I think I've got quite a way to go for that. But um, but yeah, I think my even my playtime's a lot higher than the further we took at TF2 with. And that was, I feel like I used to have more time for it back then as well. And it's like, what, what, how have we done this? <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't remember how we played that much TF2 <laughs> with both of us. Like, yeah. I don't know how I played that much TF2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we both played TF2. I mean, I think TF2 still has, is my most played game ever still. Like, just in terms of raw hours. I mean, I guess at some point, going back much further, TF2 was what we played instead of Battlefield. <laughs> Battlefield was the original version of that. Yeah, true. <laughs> the game we played online. Although I don't think we, I don't think we played that anywhere near as much as this. Like even if that had a time counter, I don't know. We played a lot too, I suppose. Yeah, we played a fucking lot too. We played even. Oh, I think we might have played even more of Twenty One. Yeah, probably. 22. But I still don't think it adds up to how much we've played TF2. Not even close. Not even. The rounds in Battlefield were even longer than Team Fortress. (laughs) I know, I know. But I think that might have been the problem, right? Why we didn't play it like every day or whatever. So, yeah, more Rocket League. You're on your way to the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) To to master something, is it? Yeah, to master something, yeah. Yeah. You you have like super generalizes and say I've mastered video games. I've probably played yeah, ten thousand hours of any game. That's true. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I bet me wonders if that's even true. What the ten thousand hour like, thing? No, I think for you it must be. <laughs> like probably. like I'm, I'm sort of saying like actually is that is that true? That still seems like a lot. You know, I think I might even be getting close to. 2,000 in Factorio now. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely add up to 10,000. <laughs> yeah, you, you will easily, but that's, that's disturbing. It? So... <laughs> Factorio doesn't even have rounds. No time to eliminate it in that. Yeah. You just go. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> so I played some more of that, I guess. Of co- I mean, of course. Yeah. Although, it's, it's reached that same situation with Factorio where it's like... I don't want to start playing it until I want to play it for a long period of time because I'm mm. like I'm not going to be able to get anything done in like half an hour. It's definitely one. Of I those. have to remember what I'm even doing, and then I have to like construct a whole plan. 
It's a working day. Yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Getting in the Maintain. morning. Check your factory email. Do your factorio stand up. Uh, <laughs> check your factorio Jira board for all of your factorio tasks. See, that's always, <laughs> that would almost be helpful. Factory. <laughs> that would almost be helpful. I'm, you know, hoping that this lot, that the, I'm nearly done with what I guess was the third design of this factory, which I thought was going to be the final design, but then I, as usual, built it and then discovered all the problems with it. And I was like, well, yep, okay. Got a design four coming, I suppose, but I must be nearly done with design three now. Cause... You'd be great at electrical engineering for buildings. <laughs> just, just saying, like you know, putting electrical systems into like buildings, like and then the, and the the patterns. You already is. You already better doing than the electrical safety testing, house. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent better than that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 you're, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But the trouble is, in real life, you don't have infinite time. <laughs> guess no you're getting paid the by money. the hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> i suppose the more time you just, you're the more you money have, you get you just have to become top of your game and slow down <laughs> like all builders yeah extra slow yeah. milk that money tea breaks <laughs> and you'd have the best possible kettle for the tea breaks so yeah <laughs> you'd have done all the research it'd be perfect so what's this this kettle charge for? It's like how much time it took me to buy a kettle. <laughs> kettle R and D is part of the bill. But yeah, I would guess the main main thing that's going to happen in Factory is now that I've I've got basically a factory that can make all the components. So at this point, it should just be like one more design, and then you just build it, and then hopefully you're done. Hopefully. And I theoretically have got all of the technology I need. Like, I've done all the research now once I've rebuilt the labs. So I theoretically can do the end game. It's just that with the current design of my factory, I'd be doing it so slow. Although that still might be worth doing, because it'd be like running in the background while I'm doing other things into this final design. I don't know. But then that's the trouble with Factorio's, like, the whole point of automation, where it's like, you can automate things, but and if you automate them slowly, and, you're, and that like makes you think that it's happening, but it's not happening as well as it could be, and then you're like, I could just, I could redesign this, or I could just wait. And it's just like, that's not a good idea. Mm. <laughs> Actually go and do the thing. Don't just sit there and wait extra long for something that you theoretically could. But then, of course, the, the question is like, would you spend longer redesigning it and rebuilding it than it would take to just do it slowly? <laughs> <laughs> right just like real life is it worth bothering to spend the time fixing a thing or is it better to just leave it and just have it continuously run during the time when you would be turning it off essentially can you afford to, afford to reinvest yeah in uh, retrofitting your your current building to do something else hey they do that at the, they did that at the Adnams Brewery recently I went on the tour last week <laughs> this weekend yesterday in fact <laughs> Last week, this weekend, yesterday. <laughs> Time. <laughs> Technically all true. <laughs> well, yeah. They just, they just like, had to refit the entire thing and take the roof off and stuff like that. It was like, that must be a difficult decision to make. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've, got well, to re- we've got to replace all our kit. But they, it's not like that's the only one they have. I think it is. Adnams is oh, it's yeah, all done in Barry. Yeah. Uh, they, well. they probably didn't do it all at once. They probably didn't shut down the entire factory. They probably did it in like yeah, sections. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know how you would. It's like they've only got like one brewery line. 
Mm. It's like there's one there's one vat for every job. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe that doesn't take them offline for as long when it's a brewing thing because there's still a time period of the brewing. I guess maybe you can get away with sneaking in upgrades during and have it slight take yeah, slightly longer maybe. overall. Yeah, maybe you just miss a week or something. Yeah. Like, depending on, I don't know. Or maybe you like overstock or something. No, I imagine that's how it's done. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. Uh, I also started playing because it updated. I went back to Rise to Ruins, that mysterious town builder slash tower defense game. Yeah. I saw you play that quite a bit. Yeah. They, they've, they've introduced a like meta game layer to it now, which makes it more like more like a functional like overarching game rather than an individual map so it's just still early access yeah okay so previously you had the world map and it was basically just a, fan- a fancy level select screen <laughs> like it showed you the world and like it showed you where the maps fit in the context of this world but like it didn't actually have any significance the maps were just individual things and you just built a town on and that was it but now they've added the like meta game layer to it, where now you choose your first map, but then from then on you have to spread to adjacent maps. So you like you actually have to build up your town to a sufficient point, and then send migrants out to the adjacent maps to start those. Mm. And then to go with that, there's like an overall corruption level of the world that determines how fast and how much the enemies spawn. And that goes up over time, but then like founding new ta- towns pushes it down a little bit, and then. Even further than that, you also have like uh, goals or like missions that unlock over time, where it's like do a specific thing. Sometimes in a specific town, or sometimes just overall, where it's like make four hundred axes or build five buildings in this one specific map or whatever. And those can give you those can reduce the corruption amount as well. Hmm. And they can also give you perks, which are just like now you have this other other layer where you get little like bo- global bonuses to to various things like build speed or repair speed or fire damage or whatever. So now you've got this like giant meta layer of the game where you're building towers to survive on that map, but then over time the enemies are going to become stronger unless you also spread out onto the world and build new towns and do different missions inside those towns Mm. to hold back the corruption so that it doesn't become overwhelming. Okay, that sounds cool. So it's a A little bit XCOM-y in a way. Yeah. It, it actually kind of makes it more gamey, mm. less like... Because there was already a skirmish mode in the game, but that was like the whole game before, where it was like, you just play on a map, and right. that's it. Right. <laughs> you, you play and you're done. Yeah. So now there's now with all the metagame stuff, it, the trouble with it is, of course, that that is like, you've turned up the time investment even further. Right, yeah. You're not just playing one map, now you're playing like all the maps simultaneously. Yeah, so I guess there's like a... Uh, uh, does that encourage you to crap out solutions faster or like rather than spend your time on it like well, you now have to come up with a quick way of just doing it I feel it's... like it it makes you less likely to invest a lot of time on one map right like if you play basically you play to the goals rather than just playing to the map right so yeah. if a goal says make 400 axes in this map you pretty much have to play that map to the point where you can make 400 axes and that's yeah it. That's, and then you leave it alone that's the investment but so, it, so do it, you return to places then the goals are changed yeah and, and then so your your base that's there or whatever you've built there might no longer be all that useful well i mean it's all they're all going to be more or less the same at a certain point so it's not really like you can't do all the goals everywhere if it's just a general type of goal mm. 
but it's more you know when it's a town specific on that map you're like okay i can just go into that map for like a day get that goal out of the way and then it will generate a new goal for for some time else mm. so you're not necessarily having to focus that heavily but then of course there is the ultimate ultimate goal of the ridiculous amount of time investment it take to survive a year on every map <laughs> So if you manage to spread out from each individual map to the adjacent maps to every map on the entire world, which is like, I don't know, 25 maps probably, hmm. and then play all of those maps for a whole year of in-game time. Which is like, what? I don't know, quite a while. I mean, <laughs> prob- probably a day takes like 15 minutes, although that's partially because on my computer it starts slowing down significantly at night when large quantities of monsters start spawning. After the first, like... Middle Wait, of the first year. A day takes 15 minutes, and it's asking you to play them a year. That's like a, over it's 100 not, hours. In. It's not a 365-day year. Okay. It's like a 21-day year. Oh, okay. So that's not something else. Still a lot of time. Though. Yeah. But it is a town builder, so it's like you kind of expect to spend quite a long time. But mm. the fact that it has this massive over... I mean, really, that goal isn't like... It's not meant to be a thing that's really achievable. It's more just like a... Here's a... Here's a seriously 2.0. Yeah, here's just a, a achievement for if you. I mean, and the fact that because of the way it just you play from map to map and spread out across the map, that's kind you of might, what you do anyway. So I guess you might build up enough time in each anyway. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of naturally as you were playing on different maps. To Is it one of those things though that as you spread out, you don't necessarily need to pay attention to the inner ones? Anymore. Well, because time doesn't pass unless you're playing the map, basically. Okay. So like when you're not on the, on that map, it's just... It's not, it's not in danger? No. Yeah. Okay. The only thing that can affect it is that so the map- global corruption level. So if you come right. back to a map after the corruption level in the global sense has gone up, then more enemies will spawn on that map during the night than previously I see so it's like it is like a general difficulty ramp yeah more than a more than a oh god something's happened here while you're away yeah basically huh interesting but yeah it's not quite what I had in mind I thought when you'd like talking about a meta game it would be like oh we've gone you've gone back to this place because the situation's changed no not quite it's like I think that would have been better I mean that might still happen I guess this is only the first version of this meta game I suppose that's an interesting idea though like it's a good way of making these sort of like regional mechanics make more sense I suppose in a game like this yeah and then the sort of major question like what if SimCity 4 had it <laughs> what if the regions in SimCity 4 mattered at all yeah I mean, what not 4 5 even that was the one that was bad 4 was good <laughs> uh, yeah and the the, the, the in the developer notes for this version, or I guess before this version came out, he talked about how that maybe if you, instead of having these global perks, which you get by doing the goals or whatever, there might be like map specific perks. Like if you, if you have this map, then it will give you a perk. So if you've built a town on that map, so that might sort of make the world map even more important because then mm-hmm. you're not just spreading randomly to wherever you're like this map actually has a perk which I can get and then the idea that at the moment if you if you fail and your town gets destroyed that map is basically done there's nothing you can do oh interesting right <laughs> so there's a the idea that maybe at some point there might be a way to like recover mm. or maybe and also maybe, maybe a way one to, of the other towns could build something to yeah like an army or something like dispatch yeah. a force 
and then also the idea that maybe there'll be a way to actually sort of undo the corruption on a per map basis because at the moment you can only sort of hold it like you have to let the corruption cover a certain amount of the map mm. you can push it back by building buildings with corruption resistance but there's a limit to that as well like there's a permanent amount of corruption that has to exist right so you can't actually win a map essentially huh. it's always going to just be survival i think there was an element of I'm just trying to think of like how the meta of Massive Chalice worked. Mm. And I think there was a little bit of that with the cadence in that it always seemed to push faster than you could deal with it. Right. So it was it was always going to be getting worse well, I mean, that, throughout the that course was, of the game. That was and like the XCOM thing as well, wasn't it? Like yeah, you're yeah, race yeah. against time. Whereas yes. you're never going to be able to go forever. You have to there is an end keep game. up. <laughs> well, there's a very hard time limit yeah. in, in uh, Massive Chalice, I believe, as far as I remember. So yeah, I mean, maybe that'll be... The trouble, I mean, the idea of being able to get rid of the corruption is maybe that's going to have to be a different balance to the whole game. Because if you could if you could entirely secure a map and have that map be, like, not even difficult any longer, that would maybe make it too easy to, like, send stuff to the adjacent regions. Because <laughs> already I have, like, my one main town, that I, the first map that I did... And that has already been like my base of operations to spread into the adjacent three. But now when I'm in one of the three adjacent ones and I'm having to spread from there, I'm like, I'm still going to have to build this tower up to a certain point, but maybe I can shuttle stuff from my original town through the second town and then on to the third town. Hmm. <laughs> maybe. But that's kind of inconvenient because you still... it's. I guess it is sort of balanced because you still have to play a day in each of those maps because the like the migrants and the and the like convoys that transport stuff between towns only leave once per day so you still effectively have to play a day of the map to get those resources sent or whatever right yeah <laughs> so you do still have to survive man i shouldn't have mentioned massive charge that was a good game <laughs> you shouldn't have mentioned it apparently why i don't know it's just it's just like oh i'm having flashbacks to it now and it's like yeah, that was a pretty solid don't like why that's a bad thing no it is, it is a good i mean Sort of making me want to play it again. But well, okay, that would be the yeah. reason for it to be bad. But... Yeah, I don't really have time to play it again. But that music has stuck with me in that game. <laughs> like you know, it's like it's all sort of orchestral and drummy pieces, but it was, it was really well done. Yeah, sorry. Friendly reminder: play Massive Challenge. <laughs> Ch- challenge. Challenge. Oh, massive Chalice. Chalice. Enunciate month month. Yeah. And that's more or less been it, I think. I've got. There's at least one game I kind of want to get into, but I'm still unsure about. The, I've been very tempted. The game of 2018. That's going to come out. Well, well, I don't know if it'll come out this year. It might do. Got to get into game of the year mode, man. Because it might. It's still early access. But I've Untitled been kind of game, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I've been kind of tempted to get into um, Oxygen Not Included. That like space oh, right. game that's yeah. by the people who made Don't Starve. Mm. About building an asteroid base, and I'm like that kind of sounds cool, and you know, it's been like updated every recently. other game you play, yeah, yeah, and it's updated recently, and so I've seen people on my friends list playing it, which is always a thing that triggers me to think about games. Still not tempted <laughs> by Two Point Hospital, then you're waiting for patches or something. Or... Yeah, I've been vaguely keeping an eye on like the threads on that to see what the patches have been like. It sounds like they've definitely fix some of the early problems but maybe mm. they need a second pass on like the queue situation they tried to fix it but it didn't really work yet 
I mean, apparently that game's just good anyway. Sure. Like, it doesn't need these extras to still, to still pass that barrier. Well, depends how good you I think know how fussy you are. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah you'll, you'll hit the point where you're pressing its limits pretty quick, I'm sure. But I'll recognise problems more, yeah. more than usual, maybe. But yeah, obviously not included, maybe happening. And also, that's a, it's this annoying situation that I've seen several times on various early access games that I pay attention to where they it seems like maybe it might come out of early access quite soon and then the price might go up <laughs> right yeah one of those yeah the classic the other situation the other major one of those i've seen very recently was rim world that like the space door fortress game okay that i've always been thinking about getting into and it's just like oh the price might go up because it might come out and it's like oh i don't know <laughs> did it well, has it? That hasn't come out yet, so okay. the price hasn't gone up yet. So mm. who knows? But how? Who knows how close it is? Yeah, because I think oh, I need to need to check in with it actually, because uh, uh, that um, roll cage inspired racing game called Grip. Yeah, that's actually supposed to come out real soon. <laughs> like come out of early access. And... Hopefully, better than Formula Fusion. Oh God, I hope. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean that. Uh, uh, Early impressions seem good. Like they, 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 I think that that game will be, all, at the very least, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that comes out real soon, and I wonder if that'll do the same thing as well because that was quite cheap for a while on the early access program. So I don't don't know if it will keep keep that price or if it will suddenly bump to like thirty pounds or something. Well, you can always go and look at the store page and see what they say about it. Cause yeah, that helpful section that's like, is the price going to change? And then practically everyone says yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Unless you're planetary annihilation, where the price was ridiculous during early access and went down hmm. because they wanted because they, they had to honor their Kickstarter backing, yeah. <laughs> which was a weird situation. Yes, and that thing was a mess anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, I was thinking about going back to that at some point. Recently, is it, is it still going to work? Why? No, because it's the other sumo, isn't it? Yeah. The- the, the, they the, abandoned the original game to make the expansion that wasn't an expansion it was like it was a, a whole other game, game yeah. and all that faff yeah boy I remember but that. I was thinking about playing the first one again I think it's because for some reason that I can't determine videos of Supreme Commander have started turning up on YouTube for me <laughs> okay. and I'm like what, what people are playing Supreme Commander 2 in like actual clan matches <laughs> I'm like why am I seeing these videos suddenly people falling off Starcraft and thought oh Supreme Commander's actually good <laughs> not right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but then of course as soon as I think about Patreon Annihilation and to some extent Supreme Commander 2 it's like I'd like to play them again except I know they run real bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, those, are, those are the kind of games that when I get a new PC they'll be fun to go back to where it's like this runs so fucking well now yeah how, how much better will it be <laughs> So that must be what CPU strain yeah. in those games. I mean, practically everything I play is CPU strain at this point. Mm. I think Rise to Ruins might even be. Oh, that makes sense though, right? Well, yeah, because it's yeah. not got much graphics. Maybe I don't know. It does, it slows down. It slows down a lot from the pathfinding lag when the monsters spawn. You can kind of tell because it's like as soon as it hits night and the monsters spawn, you're like, oh, here comes the slowdown where mm. the monsters suddenly start having the path. But then also it adds like a lot of particle effects for you know um, pixel art particle effects. But it has a lot of them, and if you turn those down, it definitely runs better from that as well. Hmm. 
probably just unoptimized. Well, it also apparently runs in Java, so... Oh! <laughs> you know how well that went for Minecraft. Mm. Use what you know, I suppose. <laughs> well, that's what he did. Yep. And now here we are. We have a better version of Minecraft that's not written in Java. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but people don't play as much as the Java one. Because of mods. Well, I don't know if that's tr- strictly true, though. <laughs> well, specific yeah. types of people don't play for yeah. more reasons. I, I assume these new versions actually sell pretty well. Yeah, I, I, I was just reading some statistic about Minecraft in terms of the number of sales <laughs> and the number of users, yeah. and it was like second only to Tetris <laughs> in the history yeah. of video games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been true for a while. Oh, yeah, I forgot another bit of completely not in really interesting news related to Minecraft that just reminded me because there was a, one of the mine cons I think recently they announced a new game Mojang actually announced a new game what? <laughs> Scrolls? yeah you'd think so but no it seems to be basically uh, some kind of dungeon crawler only in Minecraft world so it oh, looks okay. quite a lot like the Minecraft adventure games with that kind of animation style right, yeah. but like some kind of dungeon crawler that haven't shown anything about it mechanically. It's purely a Minecraft cinematic trailer. <laughs> we shall see. Minecraft Mystery Dungeon? Where you're, <laughs> you're, you're getting pigs and endermans to fight for you? Probably not quite like that. It's probably... Hmm. Well, yeah, they haven't shown enough of it. I would imagine it would be more like a... Hmm. It could be more like an actual traditional dungeon crawler. In all ways to, you know grid-based move-your-party-around style, possibly. Mm. I could see that happening. Minecraft tactics. Yeah. <laughs> Diablo Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. It could... Or, the, yeah, that's the other option. It could go more like actual just free movement. Just mm. l- literally third-person. I guess they haven't even said whether it's third-person or not. Yeah. It's a purely cinematic trailer at the moment, so who knows whether that'll actually happen. <laughs> who knows whether that game will even come out? Weird. <laughs> or if it'll... Is it like so? Is it a, a, literally a separate product, or is it something they're building into Minecraft? No, I think it's separate. Interesting. From what it looks like, because a bit of me always assumes it's like if you're going to have a Minecraft product, you've got to make it so you could build stuff. <laughs> right, that's kind of its thing. Like you can't just have something in Minecraft. Yeah, but then they made the adventure like, game. <laughs> that- yeah, but, I mean that is a weird that is a weird one. But you can't really do story in Minecraft without that. It's just a it's just a weird graphic style that they can theoretically it may be kind of help squares are quite helpful for a tactics game. <laughs> true. If it is going to be grid based. true. Could just go straight XCOM. It's got a grid already. I mean they did it. I'm sure they could yeah. do it with Minecraft. I'm still surprised you never played that, that, that Mario Plus Rabbids. Who me? Too much money. So, no, no, Zach. Yeah, yeah Zach. Yeah, they're expensive to buy Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be very picky about Nintendo games. That's why we didn't buy Mario Tennis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even though that seems good. Man, we must have been like, did we just get like N64 games on the cheap like when we were younger? Like, like, like what, well, or, we or did we buy some of them, which did, was the first one? Well, true, like parents. <laughs> but did we literally pay like £50 up front to like get Mario Tennis then? Or. I think I must have put it not... as a Christmas present. So yeah. I think it must have been full price. Well, I yeah. definitely can't. I, just, like... I don't think we bought very many of those games, really. No. I, we, don't think, we... I don't think I bought or, any. Or if we did, it was like 
pocket money in terms of like a game's worth of it wasn't like you had to save up it was just like here's your one treat <laughs> I definitely bought a lot of my N64 games I remember that much I remember buying Rush and I think I so well, in fairness things. a lot of the poorer choices <laughs> that I made uh, the, the N64 version of Revolt I remember picking up um, yeah I mean that sort of later age I definitely yeah, remember going into the game the games cost my, 30 quid then <laughs> Uh, N64 didn't. N64 was no. 50. Well, that's why I only had like two of them. Because <laughs> yeah, cartridges. It was money. I borrowed a lot of games back then. I remember that Oh, well, yeah, that helps. Yeah, cool. it was just, just an interesting thought. It's like, did we really actually just plonk, just go, ah, whatever, plonk the money down for those because we weren't spending on everything else? <laughs> Because life, mm. choose life. Mm. Choose an N64 game. Game of life. <laughs> Kip is his favourite game. <laughs> Just because of that big spinny wheel. Yep. That's all you need. It's a very spinny wheel. Big spinny wheel. Selling point. In, in, in what? The game of life. Conway's game of life. No. <laughs> Not that one. No, I'm, MB's I'm sure you, Game of Life. Yeah. You, could, you could probably make a big spinny wheel in Conway's Game of Life, I reckon, if you spent enough time. Yeah, probably. But would you have kids and then sell them off? <laughs> like, <laughs> Whatever happens in that game. Yeah, I forget how that game works. End up with, end up with enormous debt. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it's the very realistic Game of Life. <laughs> I mean, I think it's an outcome. Yeah. There's a lot of outcomes from Conway's Game of Life, I reckon. Like, massive spiralling debt is probably one of them, for sure. You might have to explain to me what you mean by Conway's as opposed to, like, the Milton Bradley. Uh, Conway's Game of Life is, like, it's like a very... It's a, it's a, it's a grid of black and white squares, right? And then there are very simple Chess. rules for how the next step is, you know, if there's oh, two blacks next yes. to a white, then it does yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. And so the rules are insanely simple, but then... There's like, a version of that in super hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depending on the initial conditions, you can make some really crazy shit happen. <clears throat> Even though the rules are, like, mega, mega simple. Because you just make a grid that's infinitely wide on each side or whatever. You just start from the middle and start with your setup and then see what happens. Hmm. Anyway, it's kind of interesting. It's like emergent behavior from simple rules is what it's kind of demonstrating. It's pretty cool. And people is coming up with... Because you can come up with new th shapes in it that do things or whatever. <coughs> like, And people have figured out various things, but you could always come up with new things. So there's certain classes of things, like spaceships move a certain direction or whatever. And all it is is collections of black and white dot and, you know... Mm -hmm filled in things but they but the way interact, they evolve yeah. can can interact and move yeah because of the simple rule of the game yeah it's kind of weird anyway <laughs> that's the game of life what's them patterns yo yeah indeed so i'm still playing god of war Woo. it's really really good um yeah you, you can... you, so how's your battle with the combat going are you better you... well yeah. uh yeah I'm better at it, although the enemies are getting harder to the point where I think I'm cheesing it a bit more than I was. Um, <laughs> right. You know, some there's the occasional cheesing going on. But uh, yeah, I can handle 
big enemies and I can handle large groups of enemies now. That there is, without any spoilers, you do get more equipment, which kind of threw me for a loop because I'd only just got the hang of some of it, you know, of the right, equipment. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's I think cool. that's been said in a few places here yeah, that your your arsenal does yeah expand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty cool moment when it does as well. Like, uh, and and yeah, and the story stuff. I mean, the story is just really well paced, and like the, the there's always something dramatic in every part of it. I'm, I'm surprised how fresh it keeps going. Like, it's really good. Uh, it's really sort of consistent pacing. Um, although, unfortunately, I've just gone into a bit where the boy's gone all emo and teenagery, which is kind of annoying. No, uh, <laughs> I'm hope I'm happy to get out of that soon. But that's oh my god, Dad! Dad, we have to go to like another Norse place. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, Disneyland! Let's go. Let's go be guests in Kingdom Hearts. Come on. Essentially, yeah. So <laughs> that part's slightly annoying, but I I have a sense that the game knows it's annoying and is annoying me on purpose and is going. Boy, to... <laughs> yeah, boy, and uh, that guy. He's really good. That that the, the performance. It's the guy from Stargate. Do you know that? Which guy? Teal Stargate. Oh, to you. Okay. Yeah, Teal, yeah. yeah. Christopher so Judge. Yeah. He's playing the god of war. Kratos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And oh. uh, yeah, he does a really good job. Because um, <clears throat> there's a lot of it, right? <laughs> a lot of scenes. Yeah. Mm. So it's cool. Um, and um, I'm getting into the kind of the world as well and more you know i said earlier like oh i wasn't sure about midgard but there's other realms you do spend most of your time in midgard to be fair okay (laughs) i think the other realms aren't like whole other worlds the same size as the existing world they're more like like, sub zones they're sub zones yeah exactly um but they are cool because they have a totally different aesthetic from each other Mm. and from the um but yeah it does turn out that two of them are like one of them is the challenge you know, the uh, combat challenge the world. Sort of, yeah. yeah. The arena world, which I was excited about. And then I got, um, the, and then I did the first fight. And then the second one, um, was my least favorite kind of enemies. And, uh, which are like, I don't like, like fast wolves or like things that, that burrow underground and attack, you know, like, like mm. animals that just run at you rather than like people that fight in, do you know what I mean? Or they come biting at you or something. You so know, like effectively like a berserker charge. Kind yeah. Of. Berserker. When there's a whole bunch, a pack of berserker charging me, I find that mm. quite annoying. Um, but I think the new equipment will, help, will, will help me deal <laughs> with that. Well, I don't mind. It's just, I don't know. It's something about that kind of attack is, is, is uh, troubling in this game, at least with the initial equipment, but the new equipment might, might help with that. I think so I have to go back, but the challenge was, not just kill them all, which would be fine, but it was they. If you kill one, it will respawn within um, whatever ten seconds. So you have to kill them all at once. Wow! Um, you can't okay, pick them off. Yeah, the, I find those mildly annoying because it's, like, it's like, not a really. <sighs> that one's a bastard. I don't. I, and so I'm gonna have to come back like, to that one. I think I came across a few of those in like some of maybe it might have been one of the bayonetters where it's just like yeah, because you have to. It's probably a good idea to whittle everyone's health down and then go on. on and on then, a, yeah, but that's story. quite difficult. But it's with... like, and it's not really what the game's really about. No, it's, it's not. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's a challenge, but it's not exactly in the spirit yeah, of what in the spirit you're doing. Of the game, maybe. Um, I mean, it's yeah. kind of cool, but um, 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 yeah, I'll have to come back to that one. But I think there are other arenas that I can go to without having to do that one. I don't think it's a linear sequence. I think I can oh, okay. look out different arenas and stuff. So mm. that level up. So 
I'll go back to that one, but I'm mainly doing the... There's enough to do in terms of the actual main story plus the side stuff around the, the lake. Mm. So, yeah, going through a bunch of that. Uh, freed another dragon. That was cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really high quality. Like, and, mm. they, and, there's, and it's quite twisty lot in the story and stuff. It, you know, there's always kind of new stuff happening. Which is it's cool. interesting here because it seems like week on week you're getting more and more positive on it. Yeah, I like it more and more. But I mean, it was frustrating mm. at first. But you know that that's inevitable. That like the more depth the combat has, the more satisfying it's going to be in the end. But the more yeah. harder it's going to be to learn. And I don't think they did the best job teaching me how to do it. They kind of just right, throw yeah. you in the deep end, especially because you're super weak at first. Mm. So it, so I think even though the quality of the game and stuff and the the writing and the missions and stuff were just is consistent all the way through. Like it doesn't do for me that good a job of like letting me practice on on it at first. But anyway, once you get past that barrier, then, uh, then, uh, then it's definitely cool. Um, yeah, because it's like a double whammy of like getting good with the basics, but also then remembering all the freaking billion things you can do once you level up so now i have so many different like i've got like three different magic attacks that i have to remember to use uh Mm. and then all the different combos and then there's i've even got a thing now where um if i do an an attack and then pause for a second he goes into a different stance and that enables a different combo of attacks so you have to remember to like those are always interesting like yeah there's quite a few um, I, quite a few of the older sort of kit start, you know, the more traditional style character action games. They almost did that. Almost all of them yeah. have some sort of combo where there's a not necessarily a full on stance, but where there's a there's a pause in the sequence you're supposed to type in. So you can't yeah. just mash out the well, combo. You're cool. supposed to be ding ding, and then the timing of the next press is what causes the sequence to change. To, to yeah, it's, which is cool. Yeah. So I'm 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 definitely still not getting the most out of the combat system, but I'm experienced enough that I can deal with the enemies and have fun doing it. I mean, it's great and that there's that much to it, really. Th- it's like, I mean, I'll be interested to see when you play it how much you think there is to it versus other games in the genre that mm. you're more used to. But I, to me, it seems like there's a lot to it. There's definitely a lot to it versus like Batman combat or something I'm more used to. Sure. Or, yeah, because I'm about to say because like Batman, like by the time you get to the end of those, right, you've got. You've got quite a lot of gadgets and quite a lot yeah, of button quite combos to remember, and you've got that achievement to gun for where you use them all in a single combo. <laughs> well, the thing uh, I, I, I forgot until you mentioned the Spider-Man is that what it doesn't have is a combo uh, or a specific combo system where, you know, you're racking them up and then it drops, you know. Right, I mean, it yeah. has, like, combos like a like a fighting game, but it doesn't have, like, a combo meter or anything. Right, 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 yeah. You're, uh, you're, not, um, you're not specifically, like, as long as you don't get hit and as long as you're stringing everything together. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it does. You do build up the rage meter or whatever, but that's just a. I think that's like a limit break type thing. That um, just stays up. That's yeah, yeah, it just stays up. Know. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm so angry. <laughs> but that is quite useful because the, it took me a while to realise. But the 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 key thing with the uh, Spartan rage beating the shit out of everyone is is you actually gain health as you hurt people in that mode oh so nice. so, so, yeah, yeah, so you when you're about to die yeah 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 it's quite good yeah that's cool it's a good yeah. idea i think yeah. there's some there's some stuff in spider-man that are used for the similar effect like one of the suit ability the first suit ability you get is um 
uh, you can pop it when your meter for uh, when one of your me- your suit meter fills, which is just on a timer. Right. You can pop it to like gain focus um, real fast. So it's like if you're in trouble, pop that. Yep. Uh, wait for your focus meter to fill pretty quickly, and then just pop some heals. <laughs> it's like oh, there we go. I'm back. I'm back in this. Pop those heals. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm extremely positive on God of War. I, I, I mean, it's definitely a, a. There's some good games this year, so it's going to be an interesting um, yeah. game of the year. I mean, it, and we, it, we've, we've, I, we've, none of us have really played the same stuff. Which no, is like, which is going I mean, to be an interesting conversation. I'm still pretty sure. Obviously, Red Dead is is my, is my kind of game, and it's going to be amazing. But we we shall mm. see. But God of War, considering it's not really my thing necessarily, has really. Um, I mean, it's just so high quality. It's like triple A all the way. Um, uh, sure, and sure. And I'm with a good story. Of, yeah, I'm definitely having that feeling about Spider Man at the moment. And so, yeah. yeah, it's just you know. Normally, I think by this time of the year, I've got a pretty good feeling about what games I'm up on, what games I'm sort of coming and yeah. going. I would have played something earlier in the year where I would have got where I just go, yes, this is yeah, this this is a candidate. I'm at the point where it's like I'm actually struggling to think at the moment. Like, well, we we haven't really. What, got what, a... what real candidacy is there? Like, it's like I don't know. Spider Man is great, but I'm not sure it's. I haven't yet found that game that blows my socks off this year. Like, yeah. Well, you know, it's well, coming. I'm just in awe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. I think God of War stands a chance, and then there's always Red Dead. And mm. do we have an indie candidate? We've got Into the Breach, haven't we? Uh, yeah, which, which I still haven't played, but you two are big on. Um, it's pretty good. Um, but I don't Island game Express. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we shall see. We shall see. There's right, I think... There you go. And then it's <laughs> automatic not. winner. Probably not by the looks of it at this point. Uh, 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 classic thing I forgot to talk about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Soul Calibur 6. Uh, that they ran a beta weekend last weekend, and I played it on both Xbox because that was the only way to play it for a while. Because the PlayStation version <laughs> the only way was, you could get it to work. Yeah, yeah the PlayStation version was busted for a while. Um, uh, uh, yeah, the, I played it on both regular Xbox One and uh, PS4 Pro. Um, and my takeaway is that game's good. Like mm. in general, like the, the the fighting is is satisfying as it's ever been. It feels feels nice it feels like there's less of the nonsense that soul Calibur has had like it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good because what you want from soul Calibur is actually actually peripheral modes. the single player stuff <laughs> yes yeah. so that there is promise in what the um so that if the core fighting is good that's a given like it was good in soul Calibur 5 you know they've, they've done this stuff before it was you know they've clearly done this before <laughs> you know um where, where my satisfaction will lie is whether the I forget which one it is, but there's one of the story modes is basically you create a character and then you do like a sort of challenge tree almost. And hmm. there's, there's, uh, which was the best part of Soul Calibur 2. Yeah. Um, and like, it seems like that stuff is mostly returned. Um, it's not a huge amount of detail floating around about that. I mean, they, they've talked about it and said that it's a bit like that, but I'd like, I want to kind of see it in action. But anyway, yeah, from a purely fighting standpoint, it's I had a lot of fun with it. I really did. And it's like, I it became one of those one more game scenarios for a long time where it's like, yes, it, it took like matching on PS4 took a lot longer than it did on Xbox. Um, but I ended up playing the PS4 version just because it looks a hell of a lot better uh, on a pro than it does on the Xbox. Um, uh, visually. 
and uh, but it plays the same on both. Um, and uh, yeah, this is, I just had a great time. Just the odd, you know. Again, it just highlighted that super annoying thing about Tira, though, because Tira was in the beta. She's fully playable and great fun. There's no reason for her to be a bloody pre-ordered DLC character. It's just mm. it just cements that with me that that's a that's hyper irritating because she's still great. <laughs> it's just, just one of the more most interesting characters in the game, um, for sure. Uh, it's a it's a shame she's locked behind. Also, Nightmare and Siegfried are still cheap as, but you know whatever. <laughs> that's Soul Calibur. They've at least said Raphael's coming back, though, now. Oh, good. He wasn't in the beta, but he will make the roster. <laughs> but who's um, going to be the weird character? Um, Are we going to get one this generation? Yeah, I don't think... Well, they've they've got a couple of new characters. I haven't looked into what they're like. Um, yeah, I don't new characters. I mean, weird characters. <laughs> to get the, super, the crazy guest. Who are we going to well, get? Well, Geralt's the guest so far. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Although he didn't play all that weirdly. Mm. I, I didn't like... If anything, he's the character I liked the least to play as. I didn't really... He didn't feel very good to me. I saw a few people playing as as him. Like, uh, they, you know, I fought against him a few times, but playing as him, I didn't really like him. Anyway. But did he have weird shit? That's the question. Oh, we had a, we had, he threw fire at one point through a, from a triangle. I mean, that's relatively weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if there was anything, like, super odd, necessarily, like comedy. I mean, Boldo's still there. <laughs> He's the comedy, <laughs> right? Uh, still rolling around the floor like a donut. <laughs> anyway, it's. I think it's worth being hopeful for that, but you know, it's going to be a pricey game if you want terror. <laughs> That's all you want. Yeah. It's like I bet you probably can't even just use create a character to make a terror. Yeah, because that title is really the weapon. That's locked, yeah, not the character. The fighting style will be <laughs> locked behind the paywall. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I probably won't go in on it. I mean, what you like, want but... is what they did for some of the previous fighting games, I forget which one specifically, where they basically make an incredibly light, bare-bones base game and sell all the characters individually. Right. So you can just pick which ones you want. Yeah. <laughs> but if more likely, this game's just going to be full price and then DLC. Yeah, like the Killer Instinct model, like start with a, like a 15 pound starter pack or something that gives you a few fighters to get going with and learn the ropes and then yeah if you want to do some of the more crazy stuff buy into them or do it did what i did and just wait for because they went on sale a lot on it <laughs> the, the killer instinct stuff went on sale a lot and i basically i have most of the characters now because they were just occasionally like 80p mm. and it's like oh, i'll have that for 80p i'm probably never going to use them but it's nice to know i could <laughs> um although i never got the battle toad Oh. Although if you have Game Pass, you have it all anyway. So, you know. <laughs> Haven't heard anything about that game again yet. What, Killer Instinct? No, New Battletoads. Oh, New Battletoads, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't reckon we'll hear for that until E3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Pretty weird. Anyway, what we've learned today is Sony is killing it. <laughs> Sony <laughs> right is now. killing it. And that is a podcast. Although people like Forza Horizon 4. Apparently that's very, very good. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't quite figured out what's new about it, that, apart from the seasons thing, obviously, but like, what is it about this game that sets it apart from 3 enough? Mm. It's like, I might just, like, like in December or something, like, bang a quick month of Game Pass so I can play it and, mm. see, and see if I can spot it. But... The easy solution. Yeah. 
just put nine pound down as it is or it might even be, might be eight quid i can't even remember but like yeah it's not much really a, like play forza for, for as probably as long as i <laughs> play, it. To play it yeah if i don't get sucked into the achievement trap like i do yeah yeah if i just want to do some journalism <laughs> that's a podcast sorry i had a thing i forgot it is and uh, there are videos going up on our YouTube channel. No spoilers. No spoilers. I'm not going to tell you what the <laughs> next one is. But all I will say is, I think you'll approve. Yeah. Who? Me or yeah. the listener? Specifically you. <laughs> Me. <laughs> the audience. They're clearly going to love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Is it a game incredi- I like? That's, our incredibly variable weird. audience who like New York Race and Opus Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> two very similar games and Dr. Edo's Mag Catch Race just anything that no one else played is oh, well, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's how you succeed you? <laughs> exactly okay well I hope you have something good I look forward to it um, and uh, <laughs> uh, every, uh, okay everyone check that out and we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another salad cast yes Bye. yes <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>